Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Let me go ahead and spin this yarn for you, young man. It all starts. <laughs> that's right. Record scratch. Right before the, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right that's before me. the pandemic. <laughs> that's me. You're probably wondering, how did I get here? You're probably wondering. How, how did we get here? What's he doing streaming on his own channel? Well, it's <laughs> a long story. It's a long story. <laughs> here at the RVA Returners, we like to tell long yarns. Oh, let me just spin you a tale. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm ready. I'm ready, John. I want to spin tales and spin yarns and just spin doctor, spin everything. Break out the loom. Break break out the loom. Oh, please. Let's do it all, John, because you know why? (laughs) Why? Because we're back for the next episode of the RGA Returners Pod. Oh my god, Chris, oh, I feel like, yeah. I don't know where these yeah, things came from. <laughs> I, I, you just like spun off into space there or something. You that was I that did. was intense. I'm telling you, not as intense as John, John, we're back with a fresh with a fresh set. We got fresh, fresh cardos being injected oh. into the into the ecosystem. Oh man. Yeah. And just, just Baby. And, uh, Yeah, they gave us these uh just a, just a truckload of potential. Stop. Chris, is here at my doorstep, and it's time to start unpacking it. it. It's, it's here. Time to start I, moving I, I, in. You know, what I'm <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to move in to the right. set that is Opus Nineteen. That's right. Yeah, other, the, the truck is here, that. dude. The movers are, are looking at how many stairs there are and screaming. It's still one of my favorite things about moving into my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> the guy literally peeling his shirt off and yelling, "What? <laughs> <laughs> no!" <Yeah>, no! <laughs> You may have like ruined that guy's day. It's like that guy and the bartender at Applebee's have had the same experience oh in my your God. presence. Yeah. Which one's which one's your apartment, dude? Alex just points to the third floor. The guy just screams. <laughs> he just points straight up. Yeah, he just, yeah, just just up. Just just <laughs> the fucking twelve o'clock high, like he's Freddie fucking Mercury pointing at the sky. I love it. I, love I hope it. you guys brought your drones. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Get one of those fucking industrial like cranes that you see down at the docks. That's the only way to get that shit in there. But we like to have a good time. And of course, you know, we're just jazzed. John, we are just jazzed because we are right about a month away call me from Jazzy John. the first. Oh, call it Jazzy John. DJ Jazzy John. And we are here. We're almost about a month away from the first re-raise. We're about a week away from you know the full stuff uh, from the actual re-raise. release. What's a re-raise, um, brother? Oh, not a re-raise. Jesus, a, a major oh, cup. Holy shit, dude! We are raised. We have been we are, raised. We, we have we have risen like yeah, the third we, floor of your apartment building. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Man, that's right. There's a major cup, not a re-raise. My mm-hmm. goodness. You have a major cup coming up in Florida. That's right. That's right. And then, um, you know, we had pre-release this past weekend, which I did not participate in again. And, you, of course, you did. You know, mm-hmm. you are our pre-release expert here. I'm out there. Um, I'm on. Got... I'm the reporter on the street, dude. Uh, yes, you are. Yeah. Ace reporter in, right. in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, so there's a lot, and we're going to talk about, um, you know, hey, you're going to talk about, you know, kind of what, you know, just, even though you don't really get a full limited scope, you get enough to kind of see what's good, what isn't, um, what you would look for in you a limited. You definitely get some first scope. impressions, brother. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the cards we're excited about. Um, but obviously, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse because it just wouldn't work that way. And of course, like I said, we are back for another episode of the RVA Returns podcast. As always, I am your host, Chris Adams. And on the beat once again, in the streets apparently this time, John Schreiner, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. Indeed, indeed. So, man, like, I don't even know where to begin. There's just so much. Like, I, John, I'm in my seat. I got my, 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 was it my mobile, my, 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 uh, <laughs> what's that called? I'm tinkering. I'm toggling. Tinkering. There's oh yeah. You're, you're in your little baby mobile, dude. Yeah. I gotta That's make, right. I gotta update that picture for the set with all the cards that I want to, to tinker and toggle with. Yeah. Dude, there's just so much. <laughs> I want to spin the a... spinny thing. I want to flick the flicky thing. There's probably a, some discs. There's some, there's some sliding ability here. You know, a couple things like dude, little, there's... little baby abacus. I think Dude. something's making some noise. <laughs> a little baby advocate to do your baby maths. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, a couple beers? Oh, no. Well, what I've got here is uh, I'm, I'm actually I'm taking a page out of the old Shonen and Suds book. Sh- uh, sh- shameless plug there. Just a, Honestly, just a non-alcoholic seltzer is what I'm sipping on this morning. Uh, I have oh. got oh, Que Estas Tomando, you know, which is the oh, old, whoa. I'm pretty sure. What are you drinking? I'm sorry if that's not. Uh, or, or what's in your cup? I'm sorry, that's not what that means at all. I just assume. So I have a, I have a uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup travel mug here. Oh. But uh, somebody picked up. They got me the Spanish version. That's okay because oh. you know Dunkin' Donuts in Spanish is still Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin Donuts. So I, right. that part uh, translates great. But then we've got America se mueve con Duncan, which I have to assume is America runs with Duncan or America something because con is definitely with. So it's not America runs on Duncan. There's a spin going on here, but I don't know exactly ah, what yes. it translates to. But um, but then DuncanDonuts.com down there, that's also that, that translates well. So, you know, I'm about 50 50 uh, here yes. on my cup on, uh, you know, I, I may not understand what's on it, Chris, but boy, I understand what's in it. I know what's in it, and it's mm-hmm. going down smooth every time. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to dive right in, John. And there's only For one speech. place where you can get all that right. Uh, put your floaties on, get your nose plugs and your goggles on. But you might want to grab, like, your trapper keeper or some kind of seal. We don't want your documents getting wet, John, because there's, you know, we, we got somewhere we got to go. But we got to take all this information there. And, John, there's only one place to get all this information. You know it. You love it. We've been doing it for five years now, John, by the way. It's the news. So first up, as always, John, I hope you didn't get too far into the pool. Uh, go ahead and oh, dust no. off oh, oh, and dry those off <laughs> and uh, hit the podium in your bathing suit. And you need to let us know what's going on in the world of Octagon with the Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris. Oh, you slide those uh, off very well. I have, yeah, you know what? Uh, I just threw them next to. We got a little fire going here. You know, we got the full poolside vibe, so we've got like a little barbecue thing. I just kind of toss them on the grill. You know, I got them, got them crisped yeah. up. Um, yeah, sorry. I, you know, I thought it was pool time already. 
I didn't even, I didn't mean to get my, get a twist. I'm just so excited to dive in, Chris. You said dive in, and boy, I was I was in there already. <laughs> and you um, did. Anyway, yeah, Octagon State of the Union. So everybody, Octagon State of the Union. Well, it's great. We've got uh, the leaderboard has been popping off so far this year, and we're just about ready to get uh, close to wrapping up season one. I would normally just call it at the end of this month, but uh, due to me being a little under the weather, um, we had uh, an off week a couple weeks ago, and I don't want to just like call it short on people, and I want to give them, you know, uh-huh. especially when it's like a leaderboard or something like that, you want a few weeks of like, okay, well, if you want to, you know, you know, put in that last effort to decide your place on the leaderboard kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. But it is really cool to see who's kind of at the top. Oh, Rainy right now, I think is at the top of that leaderboard, um, which is awesome to see, like players who you know, who, who have come into the game and become more competitive and more involved in Absolutely. recent years. It's always cool to see, like, we haven't done a leaderboard in a while. The last time that we ran a leaderboard, Rainy wasn't participating in the local. So it's cool to see, like, when you bring it back, you've got some of those old names still at the top, like Chocobo Joe, uh, of mm-hmm. course. But then you also have uh, some of the newer school of stronger players. You got, you know, like Rainy's up there, Travis is up there. So it's cool to see mm-hmm. how things are shaking out is, again, kind of a preview to what you might see as you start to travel around this year. So um yeah. you know especially with all the the different events that everybody's getting excited to attend rapidly approaching we expect to be popping off here in octagon uh we did get the the new set basically right away yeah. uh, as fast as we could have really um, shout outs so we had our in-between week last week we had a little bit of title week and i mm-hmm. i was told by every person that i shouldn't even run the title week because it's 13 obviously isn't it 13 13 so strong 13 the best mm-hmm. 13's too broken and then my argument was like, look, I, I'm not here to say you're wrong right away, but I am here to say that, like, isn't that always the argument for title? Doesn't everybody think that, like, whatever title has to be, like, the most broken, right? Like, isn't that just, like, that? Isn't that, like, the kitchen table conversation that makes title fun? Like, oh, my God, but but this, uh, this is crazy. And I was like, guys, I remember when we used to talk about, like, playing Bart's Bart's, which is just like, this is way too good. Like, Bart's Bart's is broke. How could anything be as good as, you know, and things get better and better. I'm not <laughs> saying that wasn't good then, but that wasn't even necessarily the, the end-all, be-all then either. So, um, you know, when all these people were playing 13 and it was doing really well, but what won the day? Travis just played Final Fantasy Seven, And, you know, Avalanche Operatives, pretty damn good when you get to play multi-use of the Operatives and stuff like that. And it has that consistency. Um, you know, he gets access to, like, things like the Titan. Like, you know, our favorite old rip-the-shirt-off EX Titan, you oh, know, baby. so he gets to stabilize against the aggressive 13 decks with the EXs, which mm-hmm. is something that we're very familiar with when playing Avalanche against aggressive Absolutely. decks. So it's just like, um, you know, there's always a little bit more to it. It's never that cut and dry, you know? Because yep. uh, for every person who, who tested or brought 13 or did whatever and made that assumption, you know, he challenged the assumption and, you know, or just thought, took something else he thought was also good. I'm not even saying that that assumption was like, super widespread just like i had people when i was asking for some feedback on the event that day i was getting that a lot from either chat or from uh, people as they were playing against it in the tournament they were like coming into chat and being like this is just too ridiculous like 13 is too broken like i'm dropping and stuff like that. you know it's just like uh yeah i get it it's aggressive and it's fast and and they're like yes yeah, it's too strong a title they killed me on turn three and i'm like but that's kind of like what it does in constructed well, too i'm you know? saying brother that's yeah. exactly what it does in standard I'm like, that's kind of so what it does is, yeah so what are you going to do about it yeah so I, I think it's interesting just like um 
you know, immediately people were like, well, this is just the foregone conclusion. And then it was a different thing happened right away <laughs> in the first possible opportunity. Um, yep. But yeah, and I so, love seeing that shit. I cool love when in. that shit happens. Always cool to check Absolutely. in on title. And yeah, I do too, Chris. It's like, it, it, it's what's that football thing? That's why we play the games, dude. That's exactly why we play the yeah, games. Yeah, it's like, you I know. I love challenging what the, you know, and this is card games 101, right? Like there's always that echo chamber, that think tank that's always like, this is the best stuff. And while they're approximately right, you know, most of the time, and that we know what good cards are good, right? But I love when someone's like, no, I think this is just better. Or I think, hey, I know this, I know this deck a lot more because it's been out longer. I've had more reps on it. You know, it does kind of the same thing. Like I, I, I like challenging those those norms. Yeah. And that's how most of these decks come about anyway. Your chances are you're challenging something that's already established. And next thing you know, you're the you're the big stick in the room all of a sudden. You and then, know what and I mean? then your thing's established and people start challenging that. I mean, that's yes. the beauty of the card games and meta and stuff like that. And I think yes. I think, yeah, there's a lot of there's uh you know, those think tanks exist in a bunch of play groups and they come to different conclusions and you know, yep. it's not necessarily anybody's more or less wrong or right. Um, you know, yeah. although of course in the end uh, scheme of things somebody is but you know i'm just saying yep. like from a theory perspective it's like mm -hmm. this game rewards creative deck building and different like choices as for deck mm -hmm. building and text more than almost any game i've played before so i think people are yes. just really used to or comfortable coming to a uh, a more definite conclusion and that the way that this game is designed or the way that it ends up shaking out at the end of the day does lend itself to just there being more options than people are typically accustomed to in other games. And so I think, you know, a lot of people, for no fault of their own, start from a place of like, just tell me what the three best options are, because I want to focus my time on the rock, paper, scissors matchup that exists at the top. But um, a lot of times there's more than that, or you're rewarded for looking outside of that triangle and finding something really interesting. And, and honestly, sometimes the think tanks, those same think tanks, um, you know, when those people let themselves kind of experiment or get excited about a different or new idea, when they apply a lot of that same, you know, gamesmanship and, and theory crafting and knowledge to something that's a little bit more outside the box, sometimes that's when they come up with those crazy or fun new archetypes that are yeah. some of the most fun to play. So um, Absolutely. I said all that to say, you know, I know that was just, <laughs> we were talking about title, but in general, I always think that we talk about it here all the time. Uh, yep. just keep digging for gold, even when people tell you there's no gold in the hills left to dig. Yeah, because there definitely is, especially when we've got a uh, new set on the horizon here. John, you've uh, you know you've set me up, and uh, with from nightmares officially releasing next week. This you know what that means, John. This weekend was pre-release. Pre-re, yeah, yeah. Which obviously you did. Did you do one or two? I did one. There was a uh, some options available, but uh, with everything uh -huh. going on, so I basically got the heads up that uh we didn't have too many kits early so i was like okay well mm. me and uh me and alice weren't feeling so hot and you know we wanted to make sure we were you know i was like it, it rather than go out if 12 people i feel the same way as i feel about a lot of the materia cups um mm -hmm. if i'm even a little bit unsure if there are a hundred people who are more sure than me who got there before me good for them they can go mm -hmm. they were more sure than me you know it's like we can hem or haw about how I had to check this or I didn't have time to that. But like, I'm happy that a hundred people who wanted to go, who are going to enjoy themselves, 
are going, uh-huh. you know, kind of thing. Yep. So it's like, hey, if we had 12 people who were going and they wanted to go and they got to those 12 kids before I did, like, great, awesome. 12 people were going to have a good time. So I basically got the heads up, uh, hey, there's still spots Saturday morning. I was like, that's weird. Well, you know, we shouldn't just let there be spots. <laughs> like, like we should make sure those are filled. So I was like, well... Doing your civic be... duty. And I had been... Uh, you know, we did quarantining, and I had tested negative a few times, and I'd been symptom-free for a week, and still just to be careful again, I just took another, I, I, you know, I, I took a test on Saturday morning and jumped to the shower, and then when I got out of the shower and got ready and stuff, 15 minutes later, took a peek, it was negativo, and I was like, all right, let's go. So I just popped over to the, uh, you know, donned my mask, popped over to pre-release, grabbed one of the last kits, and, uh, yeah, and, and sat down to do the thing. So... Uh, I kind of want to pause on talking about that because I would, uh, there's no way for me to start talking about pre-release and cards without talking about um, uh, the set. And we skipped like 10 things of news, not really, but a bunch of them. Oh, jeez, yeah. jeez, how silly of me, John, because okay. yes, yeah. yes, there's there's a whole there's a, a whole new product. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a couple That's, things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got some. Yeah, jeez, man. Listen, I'm just so excited it's to talk okay. about new cards. I know, I know, I know. This is the news well, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so we are. We are just, just there was a pre-release. Yeah, you fast forwarded. It's okay. Hot off the presses, but no, we've got um, we've got some new uh, information about the Materia cups. Mm-hmm. Like you know, our location has changed, and also, uh, and then there's a new a new product coming out. And yeah, also all the store championships that we didn't talk about. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, shit. Where, where, let's just back this up and let's yeah. just uh, you know, let's uh, you know, pull a Missy Elliott here and work different different way. Yep. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, John, where to begin? Let's talk about the let's talk about the tournaments. Yeah, the, so, the, the so state let's championships announced. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. let's talk about store championships. All right. So uh, when last we spoke on see you there, uh, I uh, yeah. I covered how I had you know made some comments on Facebook and some people had kind of gone into it with me and and mm-hmm. taken it in some kind of way, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. We're one month on the other side, and all the store championships announcements got made. And which region in the entire country has the most dense population of store championships? The region of the people who I was talking about. So this is exactly what I was talking about then. I said, hey, you know, these stores sound like they're great uh, great candidates for store championships. This is exactly what we said on the last episode. And I would be shocked if you guys did not get store championships. I think those were what is appropriate for those regions. And in fact, they got so many store championships in that region that it's like, a, you know, compared to all these other regions, um, you know, for us, it's like seven hours to go to a store championship. Um, or, or, you know, God forbid, I, my poor brethren in the Northeast. Sorry, team. I mean, I we always knew it's bad up there. It, you know the the Pennsylvania people want to hem and haw. Well, if you if you live anywhere east or north of uh you know Philadelphia, you're you're in trouble. If you're in New Jersey, if you're in any of New England, uh yeah, it's it's not looking great. I mean, you've got a Canadian event you can pop over to, but it's a store championship. Uh, so basically, what I I'm saying all that to say, there were twenty of these. There were never going to be more. Unfortunately, we had twenty to distribute. Um, and you know, that means that we have to be fair to our, our friends in other areas too. So there's one in Puerto Rico and there's, I think three or four in Canada. So it ends up just being like, you know, when you've got 15 or 16 of these and you've got to put them all around the United States, 
you know, that's different. You got 16 events in 50 states. You know, it's just not going to work yeah. out. Um, so for, for our part, thankfully, you know, Florida is a cup I'm already going to. And, uh, I mean, I'll be working the Raleigh one, but of course I, the opportunity exists for a player in my area, in my position to play in the material cup that's here, of course. Um, but for anything like a store championship wide, <laughs> it's a seven hour drive for anybody in my area. Um, yep. or any of the Virginia or like teams a too. one day yeah. of it. Yeah. The yeah. closest one is West Virginia and that's like five and a half hours. And I was like, mm, not for me. Yeah, so you're you're talking about like that's the kind of trip, that's the kind of drive we made for a re-raise. Um and uh-huh. yeah, like these things give out two invites, but I think I, I don't think anybody will find this opinion to be that different or surprising from anyone else's. Mm-hmm. It's not enough. We need more. We're hoping that there's more next year. This is what we had. Mm-hmm. Um I think they did an okay job. You know? I yeah. of course wish it looked better for me. I think everybody wished it looked better for them. Correct. But I think that we did an okay job, and I think we covered a lot of those areas that I was confident when I was telling them about a month ago that Mm -hmm. store championships were more the speed of what was going to be appropriate for coverage in those areas, and boom, they got tons of coverage. So um, I look forward to those players getting their events and us getting to see what they looked like and you know how Mm -hmm. successfully they were run so that they can throw their hat in the ring for bigger events in the future. Exactly. Exactly. There, there's all when you look at where the re raises are. Not re raises. I don't know why I keep wanting to say re raise. Materia cups. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, seeing where those are at, then looking where the store championships are at. Like, that's that's a good cover. That's a good map. That's a good map of coverage. Yeah, it's no really Verizon the the coverage day. map. You know, but, right? Yeah. We're we're definitely more we're on like more the like, AT and T range. We're we're more, you know, we're like those pay as you go kind of coverage. My family you know, mobile over yeah, here. Yeah, you know, we got like cricket, but, but you know, we're, exactly. we're working on it. We're working on it. We're getting. But it's a phone. Here. You can call your mom if That's you want right. to. So we're getting, yeah, go. it still works. We're getting market share. Exactly. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, and then, you know, speaking of the, you know, Materia Cups, mm-hmm. uh, we've had some locate. We had a location change. And John, I'm not if I'm not mistaken. You said San Diego is the only one that isn't completely sold out. Uh, I remember last night checked the one in Kansas City had like one ticket left. And that was like yesterday. <laughs> oh, it had one ticket. Uh, did So yeah. did it actually have one ticket or when you went to the thing, it just told you there was one available? Oh, I, I'm that's pretty sure right. you can that's only true. purchase one ticket one no matter time. what. Oh, I think you're um, right. I but think you're right. I, I mean, if that one's not sold out, it's definitely more than half sold. It's probably getting close. Um, <laughs> I'd be surprised if it doesn't. But yeah, I think San Diego, so San Diego has already hit 100 players, which means you can still sign up for San Diego, but you cannot get any of the uh, the prizing that comes with, you know, first 100 players, like the entry prizing and stuff like that. So whatever the promo card is or whatever they give out. Um, but you can still play for, you know, prizing and still play to win. You just don't get the on-entry stuff. So I have no idea how they're going to handle all that. It's, but, you know, if you wanted to go, you could still go yeah. play. Um and so yeah, they there's still I think two maybe it's just one that we're waiting for tickets on. Is that Portland? Um I believe so. I believe yeah. so. But then yeah, then the rest of them they're all out. And so please, you know, if you if you're considering, um uh, and if there are still tickets available for Kansas City, I would pick them up right now. Yeah, that changed from Legendary Wolf Games from Omaha to, to Kansas City at Collector's Cash. Yeah. So people will be mm-hmm. familiar with them for hosting the Wind Crystal Cup back in the day. Yeah, a couple times, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, and uh, Petite Cup Finals and things like yeah, that, I believe. Yeah, yeah so, so they know what they're doing down there, so that's a good store to pick up the slack uh, at a last-minute change. So, 
Yep, absolutely. Because uh, you know the the spots are filled, and uh, John, the the Florida spots material. Are filled. The players are thrilled, dude. <laughs> yes, they are. Hot off the presses. Mm-hmm. Spots are thrilled. Players are thrilled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're about a month away from Florida, so I mean it's Can't it's wait here. To see my favorite bartender. Oh baby, can't <laughs> wait to can't wait to just come into Sandstorm, right? Oh my goodness! Yeah, I'll queue it up before I. No, like I'll be queuing up before we walk in, just so he's like, no, please, no. <laughs> it's like it's like a wrestler's theme music hitting. It's <laughs> exactly what's gonna happen. Another night, another dream. Always, oh, yeah, we're gonna get him, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking margarita train will be coming in hot. But um, so John, we got the tournament. The tournament scene is set. Um, but there's a you know a new product that's yes. going to be gracing store shelves. What later this? Is it later this year or early next year? I genuinely don't. It's remember. like it's I, a ways away. I it's barely remember the article. <laughs> it's a ways away, Chris. Let me find a, a date or, or at least a <clears throat> timeline confirmation here. Because I remember seeing like in that article like the the markings for like opus 21 besides some the cards markings. Like, oh, okay. yes well yeah, yeah yeah because there are some of the cards are from like um they, basically it's a dissidia collector mm-hmm. uh, set uh, it's going to be most comparable to the anniversary set that we just got that had reprints of the legends from opus 1 to 10 and had some extra mm-hmm. cards in it that basically made a deck on the side so this is the final fantasy dissidia collection set and while it does not have reprints of a ton of legends, it does have reprint. Well, I mean, I guess it does have reprints of a bunch of legends, but it's it's mostly focused on reprinting any card that has the Dissidia fourth anniversary illustration cards. So if you're not familiar with that set, um, cards like the Opus 14 Legend Cloud, you know, like Anime Cloud with the cross slash behind him, um, the Bards that parties with Boko to like make one cause have haste, like all those really stylized, uh, the lightning in a dress, seven drop lightning card, uh, 60p mm-hmm. bond from Sky Pirates, that Terra Legend card, you know, all of these like really nice art pieces, uh, the uh, unblockable 3CP Water Titus. So like these cards um, are all from a set of like the special art they had commissioned for the main character or the Dissidia representative from each game. Um, and so we've been slowly getting those on cards over time. And now that they're all going mm-hmm. to be out at the end of, uh, 21, I guess. Yeah. Cause the, is the set where this Ishtola comes out. Um, mm-hmm. it says October 6th, 2023. So that's oh, about okay. the same time as, um, we're, cause we're going into Opus 19. So yeah, Opus 20 will, 21 will be at about that time. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, so it comes with, uh, you know, all, of these main characters is 17 different characters um, with the special art. Then you get an 18th card, which is another one of that Ishtolo with like a special frame on it. And then you oh, get cool. uh, two different crystal cards. So you get a full art, non-foil, fire and wind crystal for like the Chocobo crystal hunt crystals. And mm-hmm. um, then there's pre-constructed decks in there and cards for customization. And the elements are fire, ice and wind. So if you do some quick math, I crunched the numbers here, with a total of 118 cards, and with the uh, the illustration cards and the premium foil card and the crystals, blah, 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 uh, you basically end up with about 66 cards that mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, that aren't listed here. And I assume that that's going to be 22 cards that are three copies of each. So there are mm-hmm. going to be 22 cards across Fire, Ice, and Wind, 
that are reprints and we don't know what they are yet. Um, you know, a lot of people saying maybe Amaterasu. I think this is, we noticed that they use these types of products to take a look at the secondary market and make things that need to be accessible, accessible. So um, while it is missing some elements, like, uh, you know, th this does not have all six elements like the anniversary set did. So you're uh -huh. not going to get things like Tiro um, or, you know, a Leviathan Primal in here. But, you know, I, we don't know how far they're going to push if you're going to get, like, legend reprints or uh, if we're going to just get things like Amaterasu or if it'll just be some chaff. Uh, we'll see. We don't have the full mm -hmm. card list yet, but uh, they usually do a pretty good job of using these types of products to get cards into players' hands. Yeah, I agree. And obviously, uh, Amaterasu would be great. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Tiro. Uh, there's going to be some full art Tiro's coming down oh, that's the pipe right. that here, which I totally too. forgot to... Yeah, um, I, I just thought about that when you said it. Yeah, so, got, I mean, hey, let's talk some, about the pricing. Yeah, absolutely. Since we're talking about cards here, we got, uh, I want to say it's what, the winner gets the the, so, the Opus <laughs> 14 Legend Cloud with, like, gold stamping on it. Yeah, like, so top let's just... eight or top 16 get full art heroes or something like that. Yeah, There's yeah, some... yeah. Let's, let's reset this right now because we, we just came out of talking about the Dissidia uh, product. So, mm -hmm. so to change gears on you guys one more time, we're now talking about the Materia Cups again, but they announced There's the prizing. There's just so much the new shit <laughs> happening. I love it. They, announced, they announced the prizing uh, separately. Because the reason that we're getting yeah. hung up on these being different like bullet points is because they announced each of these things at separate times. But um, <laughs> the 2023 event prizing was announced finally, um, yeah. which we did not have details on on the last cast. So this time, um, like Chris said, the event promo that everybody, or at least, sorry, the first 100 players get when they go to each of these events is going to be a full art Tiro. Yeah, with a gold 2023 Beautiful. event and a gold uh, name stamp. Then um, the Road to World Championship promo that you get, I think uh, the Tiros are just at all the different events throughout this year. Uh -huh. And then I think Glaciella was at is only at Materia Cups, right? Let me take a uh -huh. peek. Of... I believe so. Yeah. And I'll say this just like the Amaterasu at the re raise cups, my Tiro is up for grabs, whoever wants. Oh, okay. So here's the breakdown. Um okay. top eight at store championships get the Tiro. Okay. Top four get the Road to World Championship Glaciella was at. So she's got a gold name, gold Road to World Championship script stamp and then gold power and then top two you get store championship playmat and you get your uh -huh. qualification for na uh championship and the nice thing about uh -huh. these these are some nice looking playmats they have the art the original art from that black mage standard unit backup card from a while ago Ooh. that like got a summon back from the discard pile they say store yeah. championship 2023 on them they've got a really nice uh like rule of thirds type of design going uh -huh. on over here nice minimalistic mat i like this a lot and if uh, I'm not mistaken, isn't Glacia like the first like legend promo that we've gotten? Uh, no, but she is definitely like a I mean, like like playable legend promo. A, a road to worlds. Isn't the others that ain't a legend road to worlds? Oh, that's right. The poor drop. <laughs> is it? Is it literally the other one? there are so many good Zidane's. I'm that like. <laughs> That one's like the fifth best Sedane, which is I know, wild I know. to think about. But I'm just like, I'm pretty sure the first one was a legend. Yeah. I, I literally yeah. forgot all about that one. Holy shit. Oh, that's so funny. I forgot that card existed. Yeah, wow. and then the one after that was supposed to, we were supposed to have Chalinka, right? And she's, she, I mean, she exists, but she never got distributed. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's so, right. Yeah, they, they definitely do legends, yeah. 
Oh, um, man. <laughs> I know. It's just been so long, Chris. Jeez. Um, so, that, yeah, and then if you get first place, you get, like you said, um, not only do you get a, a beautiful Black Mage trophy, this is a store mm-hmm. champion, but you get that cloud prize card, a full art Dissidia anime cloud, uh, which is mm-hmm. the Opus 14 legend. So full art yeah. cloud with the gold name, gold, you know, job, category, uh, type, uh, power, and then they did that thing I hate where they just deleted the element for no reason, so then they had to type extra text on the bottom right of the card that says what the element of the card is, because for some reason that doesn't look worse than a yellow crystal. I um, also hope to keep the word sample on there and outline that in gold. Yeah, might as well, right? Yeah, <laughs> just stamp a gold Fine. sample just, stamp on there. Just do it. Just fucking do if it. If we're adding text to the card, you know, might as well just... Yeah, yeah. Might, might as well. Um, might as well. But anyway, yeah, so it says, um, you know, there will be a couple extra things they include as additional prize support for giveaways, etc., and um, I'm sure some of that will include support for, for staff. And then mm-hmm. Materia Cup prizing. Uh, so that was for store championships. So you got to get top eight for Tiro, top four for Glaciella, mm-hmm. top two for the playmat and the invite, and then first place gets Cloud and the trophy. So then yep. Materia Cup, if you just for entry, the first 100 people get the Tiro. Then mm-hmm. top 16 gets Glaciella. Which is awesome. Yeah, then top eight gets the Cloud card. So that's mm-hmm. eight of those per Materia Cup. And then top four, you get the Materia Cup playmat, which is um, based on that same cloud art. So it's kind of, again, I really, it works really well here on a nice minimalistic, just a black background. We let the art mm-hmm. speak for itself. It pops on the, the playmat here. I like this a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And then, Chris, dude, we have been saying this for, how long did you say that the RV Returners podcast has been going? Five years. We've been saying this for five years, Chris. There's mm-hmm. product. Finally, there's product. It's so easy oh. for these companies to just give you a box at these official yeah. events. You know, it's almost exclusively the way that people prize uh, side events or other events that people run and mm-hmm. host. And um, it it was so crazy. They would, you would get like a pack in your bag at a at like a crystal cup or something. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. like, dude, I'm so used to Pokemon to be like, you're top 16. They're like, here's a box, dude. Top eight. Like, here's two boxes. You know, they would just stack you up because it's nothing to mm-hmm. them. It's nothing to oh, them. Yeah. So it's a uh, top four, get the play mat and qualify for North American championships with second place. gets two sealed boosters. Boom. There you Beautiful. go. Nice. And then first place gets the, again, I love that they're bringing this back. You get the full foil set, including the card, that is the special signature card cloud. Um, so you get so the cool. full foil set with special signature cloud, the Materia Cup trophy. You get that buy where you skip straight to day two of nationals. And then, of course, you get uh-huh. all of those promos. So you get the promo cloud. You get the promo Glaciella. You get the promo Tiro. So, um, yeah, it's it's really nice prizing for getting even top 16 of these. I mean, hey, let me tell you what. Uh, when I got top 16 of the Boston Crystal Cup, they said, Pick up that playmat you're playing on. Congratulations. Oh, you, mean, you mean the one everybody stole yeah, the, yesterday? The one that everybody <laughs> stole yesterday? Yeah, cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, the, they were like, hey, I know that we weren't planning on giving you guys any prize. Or no, this was the exact wording, Chris, because uh-huh. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt the whole time. Like, surely, mm-hmm. you know, it, this is like industry standard. Surely you'll get something for Top 16. Mm-hmm. They've invited me back. They've made me wake up early and come back on a second day. Right, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Hey, so we know we didn't say anything about top sixteen prizes." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. Here it is. Like that, you know. Obviously, they're just gonna throw some packs in, and it's like, 
Um, so we said we decided like they're like that playmat that you're playing on, you can pick it up when you when you lose top sixteen. Keep the playmat. It's like, well, what? well, shit, dog. I'm gonna be keeping the playmat anyway. Let me tell you, <laughs> because yesterday I noticed I noticed when I came into the hall today. There sure were an awful lot of them missing from the table. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's like 50 empty spots. People were just putting their playmat down on top of the playmat and then rolling them both up or just <laughs> taking right. it or just straight taking it. Like, you know, uh, I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Everybody's got one of these playmats. I feel like I missed out because everybody else already has one. Yeah, yeah. By, by winning, yeah. we got fucking, uh, we got shafted. Yeah, so I, yeah, great. I got to come back early on day two and I got that playmat. And then I played in the side event and I played title and I got second. And they were like, second place. Guess what you get? Congratulations, a black playmat. Uh, like, Jesus Christ. So yeah, I'm happy to see this kind of prizing because you guys don't remember yeah. how bad it was. Right? <laughs> you don't remember how bad it was. Oh, we were there. We were there. We there, saw Gandalf. it firsthand. Yeah. Look. Though the Kageyama speech was worth its weight. That was basically the prize. Yeah. That was. That, was, and uh, I'll... that meant a lot. Yeah. It did. <laughs> it did. But now that we've caught back up today, okay, prizing sorry. is awesome. But what I was going to say, too, before I for completely forget, when you mentioned Tira, that just yeah. jogged my memory. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, I don't think I've ever seen another card game that I, and I've played a lot of card games over the years. I feel like. Final Fantasy has the concept of the starter deck just nailed, just fucking nailed. Because I love that two people can buy this thing and have just a massive number of different play experiences because of these customizable starter decks that they're mm-hmm. you know they're putting out. Yeah, it, the, it yeah. might be, it might be the greatest starter product that I have ever put my hands on. Yeah, I mean any of them, right? So even if you get like the yeah. anniversary kit, it comes with. All of those reprints, but also that 50-card pre-con deck and, a, like, a 30-card thing that you can swap into it. When you get yeah. this uh, this upcoming Dissidium one, you're going to get all these reprints, but you're also going to get these pre-con decks with upgradable cards. The Lightning and the... Or, sorry, the 13 and the 10 starter both were, you know, Tinker and Toggle, and, you know, you've got three decks out of the box, and then you get things... the Even the two-player starters, like, you know, the Noctis and Arden and the avalanche uh-huh. versus shinra ones like are still good and still relevant and those are two player starters so there's like there's also a few different types of starter experience available in the customizable yeah. starter the reprint customizable starters and then also the i guess i should call them the reprint customizable collections and then mm-hmm. the two player starters and all three of those are like relevant products for every player type so yeah i think they yeah. do an incredible job with the design on those products yeah, it's just it's just great to see. Um, now we can go come back to the future yes, here, welcome. John. Let's Hello, talk. hey. Now we're back to hey, all friends. things from. Oh, you hit your head pretty hard there. Uh, Materia oh, cups, God. store championships, <laughs> prizes. What are you talking about? Let's get back to talking about pre-release. Absolutely. So, John, you got to play uh, pre-release. You know, I'm glad you're feeling better. You know, Thank or you. Yes. back to at least ninety-five percent. Ninety-five percent, yeah. Alex. So, tell me how pre-release went. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. All right. So, um, let's talk about dinner. Well, let's talk about dinner. <laughs> I ordered the beef well in advance. Well, and you took it from me. <laughs> you took it from me. Um, so let's talk about pre-release. So I get to pre-release. Um, I find out that there are, uh, nine people there. So, uh, I was the ninth person and I'm like, wow, this is wild. How few people are here. Um, because normally we would be like clamoring for more than 12 kits 
And it's it's just, I think, like, uh, the way things lined up. I don't think that there's any lack of hype about the next set or anything in my locals or anything. It just is like, like, for example, me and Alex were out for the last week or two and things like that. And I know Diablo 4 is happening this weekend or something. There's Pokemon tournament coming up next weekend. Um, so there's a bunch of stuff going on. But, um, so I go, okay, yeah, you know, sign me up. Um, and Chris, you know my pre-release luck is, is you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's comically bad. Like, it, it's like, <laughs> I, I go to pay $40 to be the butt of the joke. I, uh, you know. Yes. And, um, and I don't mean, like, gameplay-wise, because normally, actually, I do decently at the event it's just like i just get, just get the whole point the is like one. yeah you want to get like a cool spread or at least get like a nice shiny rare card um yeah, and, and these kits typically have a good like spread of like legends i mean you'll dude, see pre-release kits where you're getting like three legends i want to say it was you know? opus 11 where i used to make a joke that like you you got a full art in every kit because i couldn't not uh-huh. hit like i hit in every single kit i got a full art in every kit and then after that, it was like I never saw one ever again. <laughs> I, like, I was going out of my way, and I was buying extra kits because of how often I hit full arts in the kits. And so, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I normally send you guys a picture where I have, like, five of the same hero out of nine packs. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't anything like that for me this time, but let me tell you, it was for the guy across the table for me. It was almost like that for me. For my poor local Dory, he opened... Oh, poor Dory. Dude, he opened three or four, it, like, at least three sins. Oh, and wow. And like two or three Medines. So he had like, I, I know between them it was like six of his light and dark cards, or six of his hero legend slots were just these light and dark cards that don't like play well together at all. <laughs> and you like don't even have That's the light forward so you awful. can't cast Medine. It's just, it's just a shit show. Uh, I felt so bad for him. But yeah, so we're all opening stuff and you know, you're kind of like, you're trying to see if anybody got the hit, right? You're trying to see if anybody got the crazy, the cloud, the thousand plus dollar immediately, you know, snap sell cloud. And uh, mm-hmm. nobody's making any kind of noise. And you're like, all right, whatever. Like Tawa got the uh, the lock um, legacy. Do you know that that's the legacy card? One of the three, the the mm-hmm. ice wind lock. They, so, yeah, the eight drop. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So he got that. There was a couple other pulls. And um, it's like, oh, cool. You know, I didn't get any full arts. Uh, the the, <laughs> the highlight of my kit, Chris, is a foil Tonberry uh, because that guy will be playable forever and mm-hmm. um i got a foil tomorrow so you know got my Unga bunga boy but Hell um, yeah, boy. That, that's, <laughs> that's it. i got my legend i got like a legend and it was the maya like the uh the ice forward maya mm-hmm. well, oh yeah the two yeah. drop yeah who, she he did like doesn't she's basically one of those types of cards she's like oh i can't attack or block but i have three different action abilities except mm-hmm. she doesn't have haste so it's just like you run her out there and you hope that your opponent lets her live for a turn so that you can start getting, like, some value. It's like, oh, you can, like, dull two guys, or you can pump somebody, or you can pay to make them discard a card. Uh, it was, um, usually I wound up using it to try to dull two guys to push, because, you know, it's, like, pre-release, you're just trying to get your guys through. Um, but she died almost every single time immediately when she was played to the field, but that's for a little bit later. Um, so, I, you know, I'm opening all my stuff, and I must have had, like, it was like 60% of my cards were just wind. I had more wind than like multiple other elements combined. So I was like, okay, I guess we're playing wind and stuff. In pre-release, man, you want to play lightning, you want to play ice, you want to play fire. Because like mm-hmm. removing stuff is huge and like haste and moving guys out of the way is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing like storm type stuff and getting a bunch of value and drawing a bunch of cards and reactivating all your shit doesn't really do a lot for you usually. 
uh, or, or, you know, it's harder to do more with because you just have more individual pieces and less, like, synergies. So, like, yeah, great. I'm activating stuff. I'm drawing cards, but then I don't have anything, like, good to spend it on. So uh, it did actually make me um, think, you know, you get a lot of first impressions on a lot of cards, though, when you play through pre-release. Mm -hmm. But it basically, I looked at all my pile, and I go, okay, I'm not building anything crazy. Um, but as everybody's kind of mulling around, we're, we're in, like, the deck-building phase, and this one guy, the 10th guy to sign up, he, um, he oh just comes to pre-release sometimes. But, like, mm -hmm. I'm not even sure his name, and um, it's just because he doesn't come to locals ever. And uh -huh. he's just like kind of showing everybody what he's got and he's literally got all his cards raw dogged in a stack and he's like yeah i got one of these and he just kind of like holds up the cloud and holds in such a way that like is clearly like not like it's not like gingerly holds up the cloud you know what i mean it's just like oh like <laughs> just like oh. and and in my head all i'm seeing is like the edge score just dropping you know, like it's like like edge, ding ding ding. Like like I'm, it's like it's like the little you know like a ticker going down, like so mm -hmm. you know, and um, and everybody's like, wait, you got the thing? He's like, yeah, this. We're like the signature cloud. He's like, yeah, it's got like the thing on it, and and it was like oh, so funny because he, yeah. he just like um, he just didn't know how it was that much different than anything else, and everybody's mm -hmm. trying to not. Because, you know, some people are like, you, you, you want to be the guy who got that. So, like, the guy who doesn't even know what he's got, you're, like, definitely a little bit like, oh, my God, come on. Like, like, like this guy, you know, you get, like, a little bit. And we're trying to be like, dude, that is, like, maybe the rarest card in the game right now. Like, hey, man, that is worth, you know, four digits. Like, yeah. I and I, he's just like, oh, that, he's like, well, but, you know, he likes Yuna a lot more. And he's, like, really excited. He got this, like, foil legend Yuna. He's like, anybody, he's like, but did anybody else get a Yuna? And we're like, dog, dog like, like, forget the like. At, at some at some point, he even asks, he's like, yeah, have you guys even heard of anyone else getting a Yuna though? And I'm like, D like, dude, people will get Yunas. Like, fear not. Like, it is okay. I was like, the cloud. I was like, just trust me. I was like, you need to put that in a sleeve right now. And then he was even kind of being like, eh, I was like, no, like right now. Like, like I'm not gonna let you proceed. <laughs> <laughs> Please put that in the sleeve. And then he did. And then I kind of even said to him again on the side later, because I, I still felt like, I was like, hey, man, just the reason that we're all telling you, I was like, because he was getting a little bit, he's like, oh, if you guys don't want me to use it, I'm like, look, man, you can use it. You can do whatever you want with it. Like, we don't really mind what you do with it. We're just trying to help you understand, because I imagine, you know, the, the reason that you maybe aren't putting this in the sleeve or stuff is because you just don't know. Like, right. as like, if you want to get like, like a, like a thousand or more dollars for this thing, like right now you should start to do some serious research and like, take it seriously and uh -huh. put it in a sleeve and like, look into it. And he's like, Oh, maybe this is like a card big. Maybe I could get like graded. And I'm like, yes. Like, like, well, yes. yes. I was like, God yes. Right, yes. Like this is maybe <laughs> the single most you should grade it card in this game like, mm -hmm. like I, you know, I'm just trying to like let you know, like we're not trying to give you a hard time. You can do whatever you want. We're, we're the reason everyone's getting weird and making a big deal about this is just because that's, you know, it's worth, lot of, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah, it's worth a lot of money. So just like if you would like to get the money for it, treat it well <laughs> and and yes. try to sell it. Um, and, and you know, not even a thing where anybody at locals is trying to buy it off him. I'm just trying to be like, hey, you know, um. And I hope that anybody would do that to somebody who, you know, look, I come from Pokemon, man, and if there's one thing that you see and you learn to stop that shit early is when people are, like, taking advantage of the kids. Oh, like, you hate that. That you shit's hate that fucked so up. Much. It's fucked up. So it's like, 
it, it's like, yeah, while the kid might be just as happy and you're, you can come up with all these justifications where like, well, we both got something of value out of it. It's like, you know what you're doing, dude. Like, come yeah. on, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, you both got something out of value. Uh-huh. Oh, so, so you're okay with this trade going the other way? Like, you would give away your whatever card for the thing you gave the kid? Like, you know. Oh, well, no. Yeah, it, yeah. It so, something different to me. Yeah, so it's like, you know. Yeah, go fuck yourself on that one. It's one of those kinds of things. It, it, that's a whole squirrely, like, gray area when it comes to trading, but that's just my personal policy yeah. on that stuff is, like, um, you know, uh, like, I'm going to help this guy understand, and as long as I feel like he understands, he can do whatever he wants. But I, just, I was yeah, like, I didn't point, feel like he was understanding at first, so I'm trying to, like, drive yeah. it home. And, and you did your civic duty at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, yeah, he yeah. he does whatever he wants, you know. Hey, but uh, yep. yeah, I mean, hey, and I'll tell you what, I I was hearing about a lot of these clouds getting pulled up pre-releases, so that's awesome. But yeah, it's cool. It's out there, so go get yourself a signature cloud. It could be you at your local pre-release if you have not yet signed up. Um, yeah. So so John, now that you know, now that we you know we we heard that the, the the story the of the great the yes. story of the great Rando. <laughs> What uh, were there any like uh, limited Rando standouts? Rando, Rando, Rando Cloud Pulsian. <laughs> can we, oh can that be God. the name of the episode? It could be yeah, dude. Rando Cloud Pulsian. It's a little mean <laughs> yes. though because he's he's not totally Rando. He's come he's come by to pre-releases and stuff before. He just doesn't show up to locals, mm-hmm. so I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just not super but familiar all the with people, him yet. But yeah, of all the people that could have pulled it, that's uh, that's <laughs> yeah. the most uh, that's the most comical one. Well, that's the thing is, uh, if at your locals, mm-hmm. some one person's gonna get this like polarizing, insane value injection or like rare card. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice when it's the person who has nothing to do with like your, your yes. regular the regular group dynamic. Like like they just get to show up, get crazy lucky, and leave, and everybody has a story. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. But uh, but yeah, so so that's um. That was crazy, but after that, we actually built decks and played. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, my my pre-release. Uh, God, I don't even know what my record was. Was it two two? Maybe mm-hmm. it might have been one three. I don't know. Either way, uh, I wasn't too jazzed about my deck, but there were mm-hmm. a lot of things I was jazzed about as I was playing. Mm-hmm. So rather than talk too much about um, any specific cards here, mm-hmm. because we're about to do that as our main topic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just kind of segue in. I will just yeah, say just in general ahead. that mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of stuff I like. I really like about this set for draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sealed, I think always in this game, sealed can get a little wonky. It's just what, you know, it's sealed in any game. So what you get is what you get kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but draft for this set, I do think there's a lot of things in the set that are interesting. But at the same time, it feels to me like there's maybe one degree further than normal of like the stuff that just doesn't work or doesn't do anything mm-hmm. together in the set. Like, yeah, there'll be stuff like here and there in other sets that doesn't work at all in a limited capacity. Like mm-hmm. every legend doesn't always pair with a card that works with it. And our most famous example, it's almost like a meme at this point, is like lightnings that come out in sets without Odin's. Um, yep, and here we are. Yeah, and again, yeah, here's another set. Lightning comes out without even a, a single card name. You know, the, the the lightning summon could just be an Odin. Would that be so... I don't know, it, you know. Yeah. But, um, but... It's not just that. There's like a lot. There's a lot of name clash, more than usual in this set. Not only, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about name clash with cards that currently exist, but like cards in the set, like double names on things in the set that don't necessarily have S abilities. Um, mm-hmm. That it would seem like they would be like if they had any other name would be a really cool little like 
intercept package together. Like Sarah Mobius mm-hmm. is an example of one. Like one of them is ice forward and one of them is like a, a wind backup that buffs your Mobius guys. And I was like, well, wait, mm-hmm. I can't play these both together. <laughs> like, right. but I would want to in this limited. There's a there's like two Yunas. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and these are just on top of my head because this is stuff I pulled. But we've been talking about it a bit. Um, you know, in some of my groups when we were even looking at like spoilers and stuff. There's just like a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of name, same same name, the same name game. But yeah, uh, in general, I thought it was really cool. I think a lot of the standard units felt really good. I think in uh, sealed, you're almost always pushed into three colors, and there was a lot of stuff in the set that cared about three colors or multi element, and so those all paid oh. off in a really fun and fulfilling way. And uh, there was a lot of action from those standard units, and it was cool. So in general, I do think it's a fun... Uh, I think it'll be a really fun draft set, because draft, you're normally more inclined to push into two colors, but I think this has so much going on with multi-element and actually ties the stuff together so well that um, mm-hmm. you may be inclined to do some three-color drafts or so, you know, and that's really nice. cool to me too. So um, all in all, the limited set felt pretty good. It felt a little bit more mm-hmm. balanced than some have in the past. But definitely some cool. odd choices, and when you go to sealed, that can really hurt your card pool. Ooh. Gotcha. No, definitely makes sense. Um, so yeah, so what we'll do, John, from there, we'll just kind of segue into you know initial impressions, cards that stand out. Obviously, we're not going to do a full set review. There are plenty of outlets out there. I know YYT has theirs up. Um, I would expect the uh, the Travis and Eureka uh, ones to be coming out here probably soon. So, so there'll be plenty of fixes to get full set reviews. And John, so let's kind of take this element by element. Let's talk about cards that just on that initial impression, cards that we're, you know, kind of a combination of what we're excited to play or cards we think that are going to be good. So, yeah. um, you know, let's go ahead and start with fire. And uh, John, I'll go ahead and let you uh, take the lead on this one. Yeah, so we'll save some multis for the end here. Yeah, um, we'll definitely save the multis for the, the last. Man, this is tough. There's like so much to talk about because some of these things are packages only. So I think There's the, some, yeah. our our typical format here, Chris, is uh the thing mm-hmm. that we uh things that we're like most excited to tinker with and things that we uh-huh. think maybe are like sleepers, uh mm-hmm. and, and just not read on every card. So uh, I'll try not right. to get too hung up, but I will say um we've been playing a lot of thirteen lately. We've been playing a lot yep. of Fire Lightning 13 lately, and there's some a little bit of gas to tap in this set. For there sure that, is. Um, I mean, we get just a straight upgrade to Dodge, who I was playing just because his you know uh-huh. had a unique name and had a 13 backup. Now he's actually uh-huh. a good backup uh, that does not revolve entirely around Saz. He actually just has that nice like filtering that you can do when he comes in. Yep. Uh, and then we got a Saz that's a forward that searches for the back of and adds it to hand so now you got another two drop that just develops another 13 character so hold on now all of a sudden this you know the curve's coming down the consistency's going up and that's exactly what you want to see in that deck so i think those are cool i want to tinker with that um and then you know we've talked a little bit about the brothers and such before already um but i am going to say i'm going to mention him here but we'll talk about them together later but laragorn and the stooges in general i'm very excited about the three dream stooges finally being here my curly larry and mo are here but um the the sleeper reveal is this ace right this ace yeah, just seems kind of fucking beater, huh? Ace seems kind of crazy. Um, yeah, for for a mono fire deck or even like you know fire X where mm-hmm. they've got enough duels. But yeah, he he's a one CP nine K that as mm-hmm. long as you can just remove five fire cards from your discard pile has no drawback. Mm-hmm. And then uh, every time he attacks, he just <laughs> blows something up for ten K. <laughs> <laughs> Splat. 
fucking yeah, God. splat. God, very, very cool. Um, you know, it has yeah. all kinds of implications with like weird Bart stuff and, and all that. And yeah. it's uh, just a really, really cool card, I think. And, and he completely yeah. exists in, independently and outside of Type Zero. Because, which is awesome. Yeah, which makes him playable. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so for me, John, obviously, you know, Saz and, Saz and mm-hmm. Dodge, I mm-hmm. think, are actually, you, you hit the nail right on the head. They just, they accelerate what that deck yeah. already wants to do without sacrifice. Maybe losing the Saz backup kind of sucks, but I feel like with what that deck wants to do, you are just strictly plussing mm-hmm. on this. Um, so I think that's great. But a card that, that I wasn't super high on, but the more I tinker with it, I think it's nuts. The new Saban, yeah, and we, we, I know we, um, because like I think about all the six characters that like just just organically that you that you may play in a six deck that break themselves. One we'll talk about when we get dice. The new Umaro, I think, yeah. is really good. But there's a backup. Oh, uh, fucking Gestalin Emperor. Yep, you can just break him and just now if him and Umaro, like you could just kind of like wipe a board with that. Just break that, break the Umaro, kill something, play Saban, eight K, two more things, just. Like that save the Saban I'm a lot higher on the more mm-hmm. I start tinkering with it. Um now maybe that it might be a little biased because I love Saban. He's one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters in general, but it's surprising how well he reads. Um and I think that Edgar is sneaky good. It's yeah. uh, it's a hard, hard, hard name clash. But I think there's a world where you're playing an FF six deck with that backup as opposed to the five drop forward. Yeah, I have a few uh, tinkered up. And, you know, one of the nice things about him is like he's obviously uh-huh. designed to work with his twin here, right? Like when you break Absolutely. the Edgar and bring Saban, he already is getting um, mm-hmm. the Edgar spend. And one thing I was thinking about on this is, um, you know, typically you don't have a lot of good answers to your opponent going wide. You know, your answer has been, well, at least now I can use Edgar to get a couple Sabins in my hand and I can use Aura Cannon a few uh-huh. times. But what's actually yeah. better than that, even though that feels really strong, right? is if you, like, do the Amaro thing, and then you, like, play this guy, and then it's like, okay, so Amaro left, and he killed a guy. Then Saban comes in off of, like, Edgar, maybe, or, you know, and then he kills two more guys, you know? And that's like, okay, I developed my guy and removed three guys. Like, you you start to have, um... You start to have Mm kind of, like, a, a way to get enough guys off the board that is a little bit easier to do than S abilities, and yep. uh, you know, and on top of all that, in the old deck, like the Sabiness was so good, you were playing like the old other Saban. Mm-hmm. Like, just fuck that now, you just play this, and yep. you know that's playable in other situations. So I think that uh, I think he definitely has a home kind of right alongside all the rest of it. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, the last fire card I'm gonna mention. Uh, I obviously there's this great little backup package. That's one thing I can say overall. The backups in this set, I think, are oh phenomenal. yeah every color has and, good backups uh, and they're not just like it has both absolutely. specific good backups and generically good backups yeah absolutely and i'm going to talk about the miu this little agito mm-hmm. cadet package that starts with uh miu here i think is going to be something you're going to see a lot of so yeah and if fire earth monks was ever going to be real uh they finally gave here you a it. standard unit fire monk backup <laughs> yeah it, here it is um here it and is. i think the loon the luneth is kind of neat with like adelard Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just um, five thousand to all of them, and you can double it, or even uh, vanilla. Yeah. yeah, there's some really, really neat stuff there. So I think backups are really neat to look at. And I agree with you, Stooges. Um, so let's go into ice. Um, and uh, you know, I'm just going to talk 
since I've already mentioned it, uh, I think Umaro um, is just a really, really. It's just a card. The more I, the more I fuck around with, the more mm-hmm. I love it. And I the love more the new you fuck around them, the more you find out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's very very true. Um, same thing with that new Terra backup. I feel like we, uh, you know, again, me personally, I you know, I love Fire Ice FF six, and now I feel like I just have a a, a, a better. I, I, what am I trying to say? I like this better than the forward fire Terra at this point oh, in yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Absolutely. now I've got more removal, and I'm still getting that summon back. Which in that deck, you're tip because you've got all this great Sabin removal. You're not really playing a shit ton of summons, three to five max. So now, like that Terra just doesn't feel like a dead card anymore. We're, we're still sitting on EX burst, but now I've got a piece of removal attached to it. Now I can still get my summons back because it's not tied to Ice Summon, which is kind of nice to see an ice terra not fucking locked into ice summons yeah um but those are my two i i absolutely love those and like, i don't want to mention it again but the agito cadet i think is really good too yeah no i mean the fact that there's an agito cadet here and ice now means that there's the lightning searcher that already existed that was great for lightning mm-hmm. fire now there's a fire searcher that's exactly the same as lightning searcher and now you've got mm-hmm. an ice target so now you actually not only can do any of those element combinations but you can do all three of those pretty cleanly and uh, those three colors are the same colors as a couple little stooges that we'll talk about in a bit um so i'm just going to put a second a second pin in the stooge board and just mm-hmm. say Carlax is a nice forward here that I, I have my eye on. But other than that, mm-hmm. besides him and Amaro, actually, you know, besides FF6 forwards, uh, all right. of the forwards in this ice just don't do it for me, this set. I'm actually mm-hmm. the lowest on this, probably out of all the colors, but the backups uh, for ice that usually struggles yeah. with decent backups has... Oh, excuse me. The Terra is good. The Tono is good. The Sephiroth is very interesting. The mm-hmm. new Moo is good. This... So here's I'm gonna take a moment here to talk about this cycle because the monk was probably the least exciting out of all of them, so it wasn't time to talk about it then. The mm-hmm. new standard unit backups, they're all two drops. They all have some kind of ability you can use where you put them in the break zone, and they all have mm-hmm. a damage three when they come into play ability. So what's nice about these is you know how much we like inevitability here. Um, yeah, almost each of these has something that's just like you know, some some more powerful than others, but like a I'm gonna win the game eventually off of my backup type of ability. And mm-hmm. um they're all multiplay and you're not punished for playing three of these because either both multiplay and um, you know, if you break these and then play another one later in the game, um, you know, not only do you get to replace, you know, oh I want to cash this in, but I still want that inevitability later. It's like, you know, thinking about like attacking with a blue worm and he dies, but oh no, then I won't have him for that last turn, that last damage, which is most important. Well, so you can just play another new move, but also this time maybe it'll it'll trigger its damage three when it comes in. So the damage three is almost completely uh-huh. extra. But those tap abilities are pretty strong. This one, you just tap him to put him in the break zone and choose a character, dull it and freeze it. It says character, not forward. That's nice because monsters that can turn into forwards can be sneaky blockers or, or prevent you from getting through so he can stop that nonsense. Um, and then his damage three is just when he enters, they discard a card, which is uh, insane for a 2CP backup. And Ice mm-hmm. is often a deck that can stabilize after a couple early damage from the opponent. So um, yeah. I think in general, the backup quality for Ice this set is a big upgrade for them they love a lot of these pieces don't know how i feel about the fscc stuff or cloud of darkness or snow or any of that mm-hmm. but um yeah the the backups for sure and <laughs> maybe not in constructed at all but in um 
in sealed, this Uke is insane. The four mm-hmm. CB standard unit because he's just got first strike baked into him for no, which is just very very good and limited. Mm-hmm. And then he um he can choose the dull forward and just break it straight up. It's not like a damage thing if you paid three colors for him. So, but yeah, uh, which like you were saying earlier, you're potentially going to be in three colors. Yeah. So. So. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I, I think that's uh yeah the backups and and boy did I just want a pile of generically good backups. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, and now with Wind, you and I are probably looking at the exact same cards. Um, I would assume we're both looking at the Category 10 backups. Oh my god, dude. There's So this is what I actually played in pre-release, right? I did a lot of 10. Mm-hmm. I had two Buddy. Um, and I, I, had, I had four backup Yunas. I only played one. But I had two Buddy, I had Yuna, and then I had Riku. And, uh, and, and almost Beautiful. every single game, I got Riku down, or Buddy Riku. Riku is an mm-hmm. incredible backup. Buddy is an incredible backup of Norse Stalin for 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, immediately Category 10 stuff is just eating good. Very, very solid mm-hmm. synergies here. Yeah, that's, and uh, truth be told, that's really about all that I'm excited about in Wind. I, I do think Emerald Weapon is neat. We finally have that, uh, I can't remember the magic card that kind of does the exact same thing. I'm um, not sure, but, but yeah, like case... discard hate, yeah. Yeah, which is cool. Um, mm. But, I mean, I don't know how relevant that's going to be. I just I feel like the FF10 stuff, the backups here, are just, just head and shoulders above. Yeah, they're really good. Oh, we didn't talk about, and I do want to talk about it quick, the the free summon uh-huh. for ice. The fire one's okay. Oh, Shiva? The, the free mm-hmm. summon for ice, though, is Shiva, and that's um, the one is Dolan Freeze a character, and then draw a card. Uh-huh. And that's huge, the, and draw a card, because the chances are, uh, you know, whenever you cast these things... It's always going to be, you know, I played the forward and it's free. Not always, but it's often I played the forward and it's free. So when you're like, oh, here's my summon from hand that it replaces itself, and I'm probably going to just, you know, take this guy out for two turns. It's just, uh, yeah, I think that they're, that's a really good summon. And I've said that because I'm looking at the Alexander here. And Alexander is still probably good, but is definitely more niche because... It has to be a monster break a draw card, which is what our old friend 2CP Alexander did. And trust me, I played plenty of that card back in the day, and there were a lot of monsters uh, seeing play recently. So maybe this one will see play. But again, this is just a direct function of what's in the better, what's good right now. And the other one is a forward of five or more break it. And there's a lot of things that are cheaper than that. They're, you know, the big forwards are causing big problems these days. So it's a little bit too narrow, but it could, uh, you know, all it takes is the meta looking a certain way for this card to just be very good. But um, mm-hmm. my my things here I like in win, besides obviously Buddy and Riku, um, yeah. I do think this wall is actually very good. 2CP wall, if you exactly control mm-hmm. three different elements, he just searches for a multi-element. Um, the multi-elements are the things that tie these three-color decks together. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy's just, you play him for two and he just gets you probably a very powerful card. Um you know, if you're playing a three-color deck that includes wind, this guy is just mm-hmm. just great value if you meet his condition. Um, and yep. then the white mage backup again, just to talk about that cycle of guys. Um, mm, yeah, yes. when he enters, his damage three is just to activate two other backups, so it's like he becomes free, and that's like a whatever. But his mm-hmm. thing was is surprisingly good too. To uh, later in the game, at any time, to be able to pay one and tap him, and to trade this guy for a multi-element forward in your break zone. Because some of those multi-element forwards, again, really, really potent or powerful cards. 
Um, mm -hmm. I mean, we're going to talk about them later, but the wind ones in this set specifically, uh, the wind fire, the wind water, a lot of them are pretty strong. Mm -hmm. And if you're playing that Final Fantasy X deck and you're leaning into some of the stuff that it's doing in this set, um, you know, mm -hmm. cracking this guy and going and getting yourself another one of those pain or another unit is actually really, really good. So for a 2CP standard unit backup that sometimes makes itself free, again, I think these guys are just uh, really strong in an understated kind of way. Yeah, again, just backups in this set are just phenomenal. They're really good. Just absolutely phenomenal. Oh my like, god, wait, really, we'll wait like, until we get to the next out. color. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, <laughs> outside of the backups, I actually am not, uh, there's not really much here. I mean, obviously, the, the Homer pick in me wants to say Kefka's really cool, because who doesn't like a free fucking 5CP 9K, um, which is cool, but I think again we're we're stealing the show with these backups here, specifically that Ico. Um, so John, what we well, got? No, you're you're our, you're our <laughs> resident uh, you know, spell slinger over here. Look, that's oh, that's a forward. Sorry, it's sorry, that is a forward. You're absolutely right. Yeah, um, but no. So so Ico is a two CP five uh, K forward, but she says dull three active job summoner and cast a summon of cost seven or less from your hand without paying its cost. Uh, she's not the only summoner support in this set. In fact, there are two other summoner related cards, but. Um, but oh, there's just, another one on Earth here with this Riddy. That's what I'm saying, yeah. There, but there's just <laughs> a critical mass of summoners now, I think, to the point where all those synergy cards, they matter. This matters. I mean, mm -hmm. casting a 7 or less from hand without paying cost. When we see, when we get to Garnet a bit later, uh, it's no mm -hmm. mistake that these sisters work so well together. And, yeah, um, yeah this is, uh, is going to be one of those ones where people have to tinker and toggle for a while, but they're going to mm -hmm. unlock some crazy shit, I think. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so you talked about the Rydia too. So the Rydia is a 5 CP mm -hmm. backup. When she enters, you search for a summon and a job summoner that don't share elements and add them to your hand. So she's basically encouraging you to play either a 2 or 3 element summoner deck mm -hmm. um, and then go get you know, to, you know, go get a powerful summon and go get a summoner. She doesn't say forward, which is nice. So you can go get um, mm -hmm. a blue summoner backup or whatever and you know, fix those colors. Yeah. Um, I think she's a really, really cool piece for that being a thing. But the backup that I'm most excited about, Chris, is Vanille. Yeah, yeah, Vanille's really neat. A really, really neat card. I think Vanille is very strong. I mean, when she comes in, you just choose a card and the breaks are removed from the game. And we know from like from White Mage, you know, to be backup uh -huh. wind white mage, sometimes that's whatever and it doesn't mean anything. Sometimes it's a really relevant hit early. You know, yeah. I mean, against anything water, you're just like, hey, just minus one of those things in your breaks on. Um, but really later I just think this is so cool. You get to do this thing where you choose a summon, and if they don't pay two, like every summon can cost them two more. Can make, um, you know, you can make their amas have to cost them five effectively to yeah. cancel something that you're going to do, um, and it doesn't break itself to do it. So, like, you know, Lale does definitely take care of anything four or less, right? Um, mm -hmm. But Lale doesn't, you know, he he breaks himself, and then that's it. So usually they're like, okay, you know. You have Lael, and you know he'll get you out of one situation. And you always have to kind of leave it up. The Vanille, you can leave it up, and the Vanille, it's like you tap it, and maybe they pay a little more, and she doesn't necessarily get you out of every situation, but she makes you, you know, you're better off every time your opponent has to cast a summon through this. It's easy to leave up and tap um, yeah. without feeling like you're, there's an opportunity cost there. I think it's just a really cool card. Well, and it makes things awkward for your opponent too, right? Obviously, in this in conjunction with Lael, Lael, has got you covered from four and below. Lael's if like some your opponent has a dude, five sure. cost, exactly, yeah. and Vanille's just going to make that already high cost summon just 
make it more of just more inefficient to cast. But how many times is it, John, where you've got, you know, the, your opponent's got the one fire back up, up two cards in hand. Like that just smells like an Amaterasu. Well, Vanille says, how about fuck that? Because it. Yeah, you go ahead and Amaterasu. There's no way that's worth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think it's really neat. It makes some for some real awkward kind of play around moments. But yeah, no, I agree. Really, really solid card. Yeah. And there's, you know, a couple other interesting things in here, but I think they require a lot of work to make happen. And yeah. in general, I'm ready to move on from Earth. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So now let's talk about Lightning again. We're talking about more just ridiculous backups. And um, and I know what you're probably going to talk about. I think the big standouts for me here are... Who knew Dragoon backups? Dude, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, and Rickard is Kane, just good. Dude, yeah, Rickard is just a, just a very, very just good purple backup in general. Mm -hmm. The the job is just icing on the cake. And then I just do love that we've got this Kane backup that, yeah. you know, most Dragoon decks don't really play a forward Kane because they're, they're, you don't necessarily yeah. need them. You literally have like 10 different canes you can pick from and none of them feel good. You're like, I guess I'll play Wind Cane because it's another excuse to play the Wind yeah. backup. But dude, uh, you're right back in the mono L with this set, man, because whoo, boy, the, they had gotten, they got, what, three different Dragoon things here? Yeah. 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 It's just really, really good. Um, I, I, I'm also a fan of this Kuja backup. I mean, EX burst, kill a two drop, oh. I mean, two drop sort of thing especially in this world where, you know, you got this Final Fantasy thirteen deck, a lot of the effective pieces cost two. Kuja so, just feels really fucking good. Yeah, we've talked about this on the cast before, but it's worth mentioning again because somebody brought it up to me uh -huh. locally, and I was talking about Maya, and I was talking about how Maya, uh, you know, she, uh -huh. you have, she has to live this whole turn, she doesn't have haste, and it makes her really uh -huh. weak, it makes her, this is a bad card. And somebody goes, yeah, but her stat line, though, is, is there's nothing weak about that. And I was like, well, there is when they break a two-drop. You know, because like her, her stat line in the bottom right is really good, but her stat line in the top left is it, it, it's like an Achilles heel here. She she you know uh -huh. she's looking pretty strong, but there's a lot of things, and more and more come out. And we talk about um, how there's almost this pendulum effect of like what's good at the time, whether it's damage based removal or whether it's spot removal, and how we kind of swing back and forth. And as things get like the power curve on forwards gets a little mm -hmm. bit higher than the removal that exists so then it becomes the spot removal you know like the damage or sorry the straight break type stuff and then mm -hmm. all of a sudden we'll start to get more and more efficient damage we'll start to get a Brynhildr that's a 2 CP 5k EX draw card and things like that and, and then the damage stuff gets more popular and that comes back and then mm -hmm. uh, right now I think we're again you're starting to see that power just click up and up and up like lightning is a perfect example there, yep. unless you're playing the newest, the absolute newest, hottest off the press from last set, 2CP Ramu, you can't 2CP damage this lightning to trade it. You have to use something like a 2CP Odin, right, uh, to break a 2 cost. So um, things like this Kuja, yeah, he's a little bit narrow, but there's a lot of really powerful 2-cost cards now that... You know, if you play a two-drop backup and break something like a Lightning or any of, you know, like the Palimporum twins, you know, um, the Maya from the set, you know, really anything. If you successfully kill anything with this two-drop backup as you play it, this is insane value. Um, and then the fact that it's an EX on top of it and he has a, a very relevant tap ability where you put him in the break zone just to choose something to dull it. Again, uh, yeah. providing you that that kind of 
flexible out whether you're using mm-hmm. that to stall or you're using it to push it's good in both situations just a really good backup yeah absolutely and then I've, we've we've talked about the 5 cp lightning before and i think that just opens things up mm-hmm. with uh, ff13 cool yeah yeah but uh john i know you've been uh you, you put, it's time to take the pins out of this yarn board That's let's right. talk about these uh these stooges all right yeah so hey, god bless ted woolsey <laughs> All three of the Dream Stooges are here. Um, I, I love that in Japanese. They're literally just called like the Brothers of Dreams or the Dream Brothers. And all of their names just is like Dream in a different language. Like I think one is like Dream in Italian and one is Dream in like Spanish or French oh, that's really or something. Cool. But like, you know, like a Japanese version of Japanese. What the? Uh, you know, I like Romanji version of the name in a different language in you know so it's like there's like a couple layers deep here but that's where they come from right that's what they're inspired by and then meanwhile uh, it comes over here and our boy ted woolsey our boy ted is having a field day translating final fantasy 6 and um he gets these three dream brothers and decides to call them the three dream stooges and then just names them curly larry and mo straight up and when they when they came back through and <laughs> retranslated the uh, the game, they uh, they they gave him a little bit of a a tweak, and we've got Curlax, Laragorn, and Mobius. But the heart of it is still there. The three Stooges in all of their glory, uh, having absolutely nothing to do with any kind of physical humor or any kind of slapstick or <laughs> or stoogery. At all, uh, here we have three Dream Stooges. So yes, uh, these guys are from Final Fantasy VI. They are from a really interesting part of the game that happens in the world of Rune, and I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't played it. Um, but they they are uh, this little trio, and they happen as a boss fight together, where if you have not done the boss fight before, you know, you'll start to get a little bit annoyed as you learn their patterns on who does what. One of them will always resurrect the other two if you kill one of the other ones first. Uh, one of them will always buff all of them with, like, Reflect. You know, and they all cast different elements, so they're all weak to the different three main elements, which are, of course, uh, Lightning, Fire, and Ice, haha, in Final Fantasy VI. So um, the fact that these guys basically all synergize and they're really completely interwoven with each other across these three elements is the exact flavor that they needed to have so what do they do chris is it worth it because three colors it rarely is the juice worth the squeeze right when something oh, is spread that i think far so away. i think, I think it so is. so let's talk about it so mobius here if you control three or more job dream stooge the job dream stooge forwards you control gain plus 2k so there are three six blah, blah, blah. there are three drop six k's all of them um mm-hmm. So when Mobius enters the field, choose one card named Curlax or Laragorn in your break zone and add it to your hand. Okay, so he's a 3CP. When he comes in, you get a card back. So that's already like uh-huh. a decent rate. Um, and if you've got all of them out together, he goes up to 8K. Like, okay, uh-huh. so, you know, that's... He clearly is a, a function of the brothers. So what do they do when we get them together? We look at the fire one, Laragorn. When Laragorn enters the field, you can search for one Mobius or Curlax and play it onto the field. Oh, okay. So this one searches it out of the deck and plays it on the field. So if we actually had um, our boy Curlax in the discard, and though we just talked about Mobius, our lightning one. So we play mm-hmm. Mo. Uh, sorry, we play Laragorn. We search out Mo and we play Mo, and then Mo can put Curlax into our hand from the discard pile. And whoa, guess what? We don't have to play lightning. We can literally just be playing fire ice 
play the fire guy, get the lightning card out. The lightning card comes into the field from our deck, puts the ice guy in our hand, and, you know, oh, fire ice FF6 could easily slide these guys in, you know, if you're not doing three color, but I'm just saying. Um, that You know, so that that's how that can go. And then, of course, he has an action ability that is one of each of those element colors. And uh, here, the flavor here is actually that uh, when all of them are together, they use delta attack, right? Uh, so if you use all three, tap, Choose one card name Mobius or card name Kralix in your break zone and play it onto the field. So Laragorn uh, is the one, in case you couldn't tell, that keeps reviving them if you don't kill him first In uh, mm. <laughs> if you're playing in the actual game. So Laragorn gets one out of the deck and plays it, and then every turn, assuming you've got your colors fixed because you're playing these three colors, um, mm. you can just keep making sure all of them are out together. And Kralix, the ice one, he says, when a Dream Stooge you control is put from the field to the break zone, your opponent discards one card. Okay, so that's a field ability for all three of them. So your opponent mm -hmm. is like, oh man, well, if I kill Laragorn first, the one who keeps replaying the other ones to the field, I'm going to definitely have to discard two cards. You know, I'm going to have to discard one when I kill him and when I eventually kill Curlax. Um It is put from the field to the break zone, so something like an RFG or just like a Return to Hand doesn't get there. But Curlax basically says that, like, you know, as you interact with the Stooges, you're going to pay for it. Literally pay for it. Every and, time. Yeah, and then the action ability for free, you choose a forward, dull it, and freeze it. You can only use this ability if you control a card named Mobius and a card named Laragorn, and only once per turn. So... Yes, each turn cycle, you can pretty much use yeah. it twice. And Re uh, To recap, is we have two three-drops and a four-drop. The four-drop mm -hmm. plays the three-drop that puts the other three-drop in your hand. Mm -hmm. Then, if all three of them are out together... They go from being sixes to eight Ks. So you have three eight uh -huh. K power guys that if they go to the break zone, your opponent discards a card from their hand that uh you know you can pay zero to dull and freeze one of their forwards every turn. Once per turn, not just once a year turn, so on yours and your opponent's turn. Right? Uh -huh. Keeping all them forwards down. And then um as your opponent interacts with them, if they do it in the wrong order or they don't do, you know, more than one at a time they can kind of keep replaying themselves. So yep. I think that it does have a lot to it, but I don't know. It seems like the juice may be worth the squeeze here, Chris, or even well, just sneaking them into a fire ice list. Yeah, and what's also crazy, if you wanted to go full-on three colors, John, they just introduced a tri a, a triple threat they of sure Magito cadets in yeah. those. Because well, we had the lightning one, now we got the fire and ice one, so we can fix yeah. those colors very easily oh now. yeah there's well, something like six or seven different tree. names that are uh, mm -hmm. in those three colors yeah or even um it's funny i was looking at like our terror spoiler from i mean like that's a stretch but our terror spoiler mm -hmm. from the other side that lets your six stuff tap for any color and then it's like mm -hmm. oh you can just play like a like a heavy ice earth six deck because mm -hmm. now there's a kefka forward the new kefka forward earth and like and then you can tap your stuff for any color i don't know there's a there's like a bunch of crazy stuff you can do with it now i love cards like this to just like their synergy together is so strong that they're encouraging you to just go play in this multi-element or rainbow sandbox and yeah i'm I'm here for it we you know we love dials and slides and toggles and oh, if i can toggle these, these three dude these, yeah. Yeah, that's what they are they're dial slide and, <laughs> and they toggle. sure are dude. these are the babies in the little mobile <laughs> that's exactly what yeah. they are these are such cool cards uh, absolutely wonderful mm, they, flavor home oh run. my god Oh, from a flavor standpoint, I think they're the absolute most flavorful cards in this set. Just absolutely perfect. Absolutely. And I, I can't wait to feel... 
John, we're we're biased here on this podcast. You know how we feel about FF6 here. So there is there is no timeline where I don't fuck with this at some point. Yeah. Um but other just other lightning standout. Um I wish that there were some archfiends in this set, but I think Golba is, is probably real anyway yeah. because it's just so mm-hmm. good to play that much stuff for free. And also yeah. um I think Chimera actually is just like mm-hmm. potentially good. Chimera yeah, is the kind of really, thing where you really, just play like yeah. blue worm and attack with your blue worm and then you mm-hmm. use Chimera main two, you just break your blue worm instead, and then now you have a free eight K guy every turn. You you just upgraded your blue worm, you attached two other heads to him and you gave him a uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure that's him on the right side of the card coming in, right? Blue worm coming back from the <laughs> <Right>. side. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah i mean i've got my eye on that card too that could be something no, absolutely yeah so again we're with a lot of just a lot of neat stuff here um going into water john you know that's uh we i, I know you mm. you you love your blues um and i think there's a lot that both of us want to talk about here um and you know what i normally let you go first for water i want to go first this time just because I love Gal and Stray yeah. Gal, and I don't mm-hmm. care who knows it. <laughs> I don't care who knows it. Yeah, they're really fun. Uh, uh, so I, I again, I went water wind. So I did play both mm-hmm. of them uh, at pre-release. Nice. Uh, Strago is uh, thankfully he's got lid text, so he's on the way in and on the way out, or Viking text, Which if you will. Which is so important for him. Um, so important. For yeah, him. because when my old man, when basically when I use his lore and I use stone and he misses, I just get angry mm-hmm. and I use it again, and then sometimes I'll right. it the second time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so, so I I don't like reveal cards because I have bad luck with them. But especially something like um, like a pre-release where you're like, okay, well, there's literally four hits in my whole deck, and uh, thankfully mm-hmm. I did hit more than I missed thanks to his uh, his dual nature there. He at least yeah. got me something on the way in or out, um, and he's got that little ex which makes it nice too. And I just love that they used the art of him finally like riding his motorbike. Um, I, 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 I fucking love that, like you know. John, just like jokingly, our logo was Mog Six on a fucking motorcycle. Now mm-hmm. we've, we might have to change our logo. We the might need Strago this Strago, on dude, fucking old Strago on a scoot. Just do it. <laughs> uh, and then Gao, uh, yeah, man, Gao, uh, another Ooh. huge flavor win in the set. He's leaping and coming back, and you going back into the deck and coming back later. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very cool card. Uh, back attack in general, very strong, and there's some. A few good back attack cards in this set. There's uh-huh. the Kane, there's the Sephiroth, there's this Gao. And uh, when he comes in, like his worst case scenario is he surprise blocks and pumps himself for like the plus one. Uh-huh. But yeah, man, as soon as you have like Amaro, the new round, the new Mog, or any of these other things out, all of a sudden he can come in and he can make somebody else real big or even just himself. Uh-huh. Uh, almost feeling like that Knoll in the Fire Lightning 13 deck, right? Where he's like a tiny little guy, but not, not really. And um, and then you can do this fun thing where you can like chump with him and then put him back in the deck and trade him into a different card later. Um, just really really interesting card. I I think he's just good. And the thing is, there weren't any gals that were like just good. They are like there was a gal that was good if you were playing crystals. There's a gal that's decent if you're playing monsters. There isn't just a good gal. So now we have a just good gal, and that's good for uh, it's good news for water six being relevant at all. And I, and I kind of love this world where, like you like you said, you chump block with him, you put him back in the deck, you give it a shuffle, you draw a card. I love the fact that you could potentially just fucking throw him right back into play mm-hmm. off of that. 
Yeah. Which is really, really fun. Um, and then the last card I want to look at uh, before we go into that, I know you've got some that you're chomping at the bit. I'm, I'm actually a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of this Larsa. Yeah, okay. The fourth born son of the Emperor. He's got some beautiful art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, he's like that elfy style. I mean, no EX burst, which rough, but I mean, yeah. the fact that he's like a just meath. another 12. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so so, so the same here. thing as Meath is, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's an upgrade to card quality, right? So mm-hmm. it's like I can when I play Larsa, I will take a card in my hand that I don't want, and I will turn it mm-hmm. into the next best thing I can do, or like the most important piece of my deck. So yeah, I think that he's really cool. And then he's got uh, for some reason this is always his <laughs> action ability, right? But they've got this thing that Larsa likes to do where he um, you can put him in the break zone, choose a forward, and minus two the next damage dealt to it, which is an increasingly mm-hmm. relevant ability, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so I like that card. Just again, another Homer pick, but uh, I, I, I think Gal and Strago are absolutely awesome. Um, how about you, John? What water cards? Uh, and tell me why it's Tonberry. It's Tonberry for sure, dude. Oh my god! So this guy's like a blue worm, except he's taking blue worm's job, dude. Tonberry enters the field. You draw a card, and yeah, you have to discard a card to activate my man. But you discard a card until the end of the turn. Tonberry becomes a forward two thousand power, and when he deals damage to a forward, break it. Which means my man Tonberry is either he's either getting in for a point of damage, or he is taking someone with him. And the fact that he replaces himself on entry means that like basically the first pitch from hand is kind of free, and once you get to the second one, he's like trading evenly with a four cost, and then I you know, but uh, you know. Uh, I think he basically ends up almost always trading up. He makes combat situations extremely awkward. He's an awesome card to have a multiplayer symbol. Um, yeah, I, I played two of this in my pre-release this weekend. It went exactly the way I thought it would go, if not better. Yep. Uh, and he is just a very, very good card. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan. Big, me, big me fan. Like he, uh, Leviathan also. Uh, Leviathan is very the best cool. Best bunch, in my opinion, of these summons. Free, I think Leviathan put it back in your hand, best. and now you're locked out of playing that card next turn. Mm-hmm. That is a really mm-hmm. awkward thing that we don't have to deal with often yep. in this game. It's very powerful. I love that card. Yep, I agree. And and what's crazy is now there are some ways around it because it just it prevents you from casting it. Yeah. So obviously you can play it for free mm-hmm. off of something, or you know play it out of your break zone onto the field something like that but that's that is such just a just an ass beater at times where it's like well here's my thing that's going to help swing the tempo well now you don't get to fucking do that you you give me a chance to you know kind of reassess and potentially stabilize because you can't play that big threat anymore you know what i mean oh yeah so and and super neat of uh talking about like stabilizing it or or uh you know even like we were saying earlier just preventing mm-hmm. presenting that inevitability that late game threat out of mm-hmm. the cycle of the standard units this is my favorite one uh this mm-hmm. one if you've taken three damage which we always joke in water decks you know you give them the first three for free although typically Absolutely. by the time you're at damage three in water you've got your five backups down but anyway um white mage here you one and tap and put white mage in the break zone and you just take a forward no cost or anything and just put it in its owner's hand this mm-hmm. is insane for yeah, water Leviathan loves this that. is a trigger you can do at any time on their turn on my turn so remember that clavat that people like to do that thing with so mm-hmm. much that clavat cannot be used on your opponent's turn uh mm-hmm. that can only be used on your turn and only once you're at that damage threshold so like just being able to or sorry well no the damage threshold for that one is what is you can escort it to the break zone to get the extra effect but still 
It, the Ooh. fact that it's limited to your turn, this way mage is uh, is much better because you can do it in their combat prep, and mm-hmm. or at the end of their turn, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going into your turn, and uh, that army of tonberries and or blue worms is either connecting or uh, you know the tonberry is staring down your forward of choice because you put the better chump blocker back into their hand. I mean, just. The the uh, late game inevitability that this provides is the exact mm-hmm. kind of thing Water wants to see. This is a very good, very unassuming standard unit backup. Oh, and then by the way, at damage at damage three, DSC. Yeah, just draw a free card. And you might be uh D and a C when you put the thing back in their hand too, if you got Tros out, but Yeah. That's yeah, this whole cycle of backups is just mwah. And Sanctuary Keeper, yeah. I don't know if that thing's going to be in constructed at all, but that thing beat my ass and sealed every single one of my opponents who played Sanctuary Keeper against me. Ugh. At the beginning of the attack phase, it, you just on both turns, you just get to activate the thing, give it plus 2k. Yeah, no. Thanks. That's all that is. Uh, I'll, I'll just give my first strike guy plus 2k and activate him. Like, all right, yeah, well. Yeah. Seems pretty all right. Uh, but uh, now, Chris, let's talk about the duels. Well, I was going to say, light and dark cards, we can just kind of skip. I think Medine is the true standout here. Medine's interesting. Uh, Tennis is actually kind of interesting. And Arc, mm-hmm. it, mm, somebody might figure this Arc out, and then that could be kind of crazy. But it's uh, yeah. that's that's digging in a dark and dangerous part of the mountain. And oh, I, I don't, indeed. I don't bother. Yeah, I'll let somebody no, else I'm risk not. their livelihood over there. Right. I don't want to go deep and dark. Mm. I want colors. That's right. I'm John, and we're going to get into all multiple colors um i guess we can just kind of talk about these as a whole really um because there's a lot of good ones here yeah there's like a, a few different good ones uh like it's like tiny packages inside and then there's some just like generically good ones so i think maybe let's just start unpacking some of uh, unpacking some of the packages yeah uh so i'm gonna start maybe. with 10 just because you were talking about that a bit earlier so mm-hmm. in 10 uh two of the three wind water cards are pain and yuna um, Pain mm-hmm. is a 2CP 7K, you know, beautiful stat line for Windwater. Honestly, yep. uh, of most of the colors, Windwater uh, has felt like almost always one of the easiest backup lines to build without getting your mm-hmm. colors mixed or, or weird. And uh, a 2CP Windwater multi element card feels like the easiest thing in the world to play. Um, yeah. Pain, once you enter the field, you choose two cards from other players, from either player's break zone, sorry. And if you control three or more Category 10 characters, remove them from the game and draw one card. Um, the nice thing about that first one is you're not... Like, if you're on top of it and you're keeping your opponent's stuff out of their break zone, you can still choose your stuff just to make sure you get that trigger. Um, but, yeah, basically, you you always play this in a world where you control three Category 10 characters. And, yeah, maybe this isn't activating backups like the starter pain was. But the fact that in all other situations, this is a better thing to have in hand to pitch, right? Fixes two yep. colors. Um, does, you know, so a few different things with multi-elements if you care to go into any of those routes. But also uh, mm-hmm. is, you know, cost one less has that same stat line. Uh, mm-hmm. lets you remove things from your opponent's break zone to stop them from, you know, having as successful play. Like has a little bit of counterplay baked in. I think it does pretty mm-hmm. much just as much, if not a little more in a different way. And is an easy include. And then there's the Yuna, who is uh, Wind Water, who when she enters the field, you choose a forward that your opponent controls, and if its cost is equal to or less than the number of Category 10 characters you control, mm-hmm. you put it at the top or bottom of their deck. This is basically happening every time you play this card. 
um especially with things like the buddy that we now know about oh my god like, yeah you, buddy riku uh pain you know you play this yuna and you're like oh is that thing a you know three cost four cost five cost yeah mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and put that on the bottom of your deck or put it on the top so i can yep. put it in your damage so you know you don't have it anymore um this yuna we were a little bit iffy on it when we saw it earlier because we hadn't seen all this other 10 stuff as soon as that buddy card came out, it's like one hundred percent. You're like, oh shit! So I just go, I buddy for uh, Shinra Riku. and I Shinra for Yuna, or yeah, I buddy for Riku, and I, you know, it's like there's just can, so. Can, does Shinra just grab a job going or going no, forward? going forward? But you can buddy ah, for a backup. Oh, that'd be so yeah, if you Fuck. could buddy for Shinra for Riku, that would be very strong. But no, yeah. you can you can buddy for Shinra for forward pain for backup Riku. If you, mm, go you sure can. But yeah, there's um, you know, and then you you jump just like back in the day, you play four pains, three and one. You play the three yeah, and one like split I, play I, here, get I the backup. You still fucking that. do that, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think this is like again. Uh, hey, do you like Final Fantasy X? Hey, did you get yourself that that wind water starter back in the day where you've mm-hmm. got you know you've got Lulu, you've got Orin, you've got Waka, mm-hmm. you've got Kamari. Guess what? Just staple those things together, and you've got yourself a deck. You know, nice and easy. I, I love that I can just point, just like Barrett and Tifa mm-hmm. back in the day, I can point a new player to that starter and to these duels and just say, like, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and get yourself a meta deck? Yeah, pretty much. And we've got to mention it, too, when we talked about Riku, the fact that she just lets you now just, like, kind of splash that fire jet in your deck if oh, you want yeah. to. Yeah, three, like of, three of fire jet because you're just loaded up on characters. You're loaded yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that deck just, it, it just comes together so easily that really it's um i, I want to just find out what it looks like when we start refining it you know when we start to find out what pieces you do or don't need. yeah it was for like, sure it was already Absolutely. like low-key good and, and i mean you're still here where you're deciding between like not mm-hmm. only is it viable but there's options like do i yeah. want to go even heavier to fire like it's even easier mm-hmm. to play brassica and stuff or, or not brassica uh yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Braska. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking not Braska, that's Jack. <laughs> but I'm thinking Braska finally, but literally Braska. Mm-hmm. It's easier to play him, it's easier to play that Jekt. That's uh, uh-huh. the 5 CP that cares about all the characters you have to play. It's easier for you to play, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the backup Waka instead of the forward one if you want to just smooth that stuff out because he just looks at the uh-huh. top four and puts a 10 card into your hand if you want to instead of just water. So it's just yep. like, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it, and I think there's a lot of right ways to do it. So the Final Fantasy X duels here are really cool. Um, and then just a, a sad little note on this. This uh-huh. Hilda, dude. I think if this Hilda was just fire and wind, that Rebels mm-hmm. would have just been a deck. And because it's not, we're going to never play this Hilda. Yeah, it's like, what is it about? Like, I, I feel like FF2 just kind of gets this, like, like, all the pieces are there. But they're like, they've all got the wrong directions to the party. Like, they all end up at like five different locations. And they're like, where the fuck is everybody? Well, I was told to come here. Well, I was told to come here. And they'll never convene in the same place. Like, they are like a small category. You know, just me. I love Final Fantasy 2 just from a story standpoint. Like, Mm -hmm. if all those cards could like, I don't know, just mesh, like, it'd be something there. But yeah, I agree with you. If this thing was wind fire, it'd be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, I don't know, why the Final Fantasy II stuff has, like, there's all these characters, and mm-hmm. we make them, like, we make them at the right times in the wrong colors. Like, we, we just put out a Scott in fire, right? We just made a fire mm-hmm. Scott, and he's not very good, but 
he would be great if this was a fire wind card that could play yeah. the fire Scott, and then you could keep mm-hmm. getting your fire wind effect. But it's like this thing says, okay, we'll search the Scott and play it on the field. And uh, okay, so I guess water. Well, water Scott exists, but it was never very good. Well, what other water two mm-hmm. stuff is there? And it's like. Oh well, there's the the new Joseph. It's like, well, why the hell would I want to play the Joseph? Right. When the whole point is like, oh, he can play a category two forward or three or less from my hand on the field. Like that's all well and good, but Joseph is the ex backup that searches for all the whole category, and he gets guy the five drop who searches for and the Furians, the main dude mm-hmm. whose fire water is the most recent card you just put out. Like, like it, it's like if you go three color with it, the wind. And the fire just makes sense, and the water feels so strange. I don't know why they forced yeah. it in the water, but maybe, like, if they just made a fire wind, it was too good. I don't know. Maybe this is actually good because fire, water, wind is easy to fix. We'll see. But um, yeah. I don't know. The Hilda, the Hilda, I feel like is maybe, maybe I'm not giving her enough credit, but she was so close to like a, a instant success. Maybe there's like just work that needs to be done there, and I'm just not jazzed about doing work on FF2. Well, she is definitely staring at you like she's ready to park it right on your face, sir. Oh yeah. Well, some speaking of somebody who's giving you the stare, let's go talk about mm-hmm. wood or uh, water earth. Dude, yeah. Garnet is just giving Your you the girl, mean she's mug. Back. She's mean mugging, but yeah. Oh my goodness, this Garnet is very strong. So she's a three yeah. CP AK, obviously category nine, but she's a summoner, not princess. Relevant here. Huge. Uh, warp two for one of each of her mm-hmm. colors. When she enters the field, choose a summon in your break zone, add it to your hand. Already pretty good mm-hmm. for a 3CP AK getting a card back for you, kind of like a Billy Bob type situation. Then, Absolutely. oh wait, when she enters the field due to warp, you do it again. So if you just warp her for two, she comes in and gets you two summons back to hand. Uh, excuse me? That's great okay. value. And mm-hmm. she's just sitting here. She's water earth, so just good mm-hmm. for, you know, a Sophie Dot deck, which was always a summon heavy deck because there's a lot of good water and earth neutral summons, uh-huh. or just generic summons like Kusith, Sildra, things like that. Um, you've got the uh-huh. new Ico we just talked about who wants you to dull other uh-huh. summoners, and now here's Garnet, a great new summoner. And the Ico lets you uh-huh. cast a summon of seven or less. Well, guess what? You'll be able to get those summons back to hand easily because Garnet lets you add them back to your hand. Um uh-huh. Yeah, it, it's just, uh, I think that, you know, now this this Une, funnily enough, you know, the last the last six cost Earth, would, or Earth Water was Doga, now it's Une. And this one is, um, when this enters the field, uh, I mean, sorry, the, the enter is whatever, right? The enter is choose a forward, opponent controls, and back up the control, return them to their owner's hand. Good if you have Leviathan now, but I mean, uh, you, oh, my nine drops out, and now I'm playing my six drop duel, and the card, like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, you're already winning. But if this Une sticks, and so, you know, it does have the ability to reduce its cost by two, which you will always do when you go to play this card. You'll remove some cards from your break zone, you'll play this for four, and you will pray to God that your opponent doesn't do anything to it. Because then after that, every turn, there's no world where you aren't just, like, getting back your most abusable. You know, you tap this to just get a summon back to your break zone, add it to your hand, tap, get it to put it back in my hand. And this, like water earth looping value summons deck is exactly the kind of thing that the list isn't obvious and i don't know exactly which things are the best to loop or or do whatever with but like it exactly or sorry it it certainly is there it has enough pieces there's some crazy gold in them there hills and absolutely uh, there is and, and man i i definitely want to start digging there's some cool crazy summoner stuff happening in earth water 
and I've yeah. always been keeping my eye on them summoners, trying it over and over again. It's, I think, finally time. We'll see. I don't know. It's hard to say. No, absolutely. And we can go from from digging into the depths of the uh, the the water earth mines to what's probably the most obvious, most abusable of the dual element elements. And he's given us that Grizzly Adams like nod. Let's talk about Zidane for a second. Oh boy, um, my brother Zidane. Yeah, yeah. This guy's uh, this guy's kind of wild. I mean, he just he's gonna get so much information for you if he sticks around. Um, you know, the fact that he's pretty much unblockable unless you chump, you have to like chump him mm -hmm. with ones and twos. Um, he's going to take your next best thing. Yeah, he, but he's not just going to take it. He's going to remove it from the game. Yeah. And well, you get to draw a card off of it. But the odds of, I mean, you could potentially end up in the same place. But the odds are like the, the Zidane is going to come out ahead on this one. What you're trying um, to do is like, you know, it's almost like the opposite of when you play something like Gordon or Artemisian and you're filtering, yep. you're, you're increasing your card quality by taking the worst card and making it better, or, or hoping yep. to make it better. Just as good as those effects are, this is good in the opposite direction, where Zidane, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not a surefire thing. That's not what he's there to do. He's already a 2CP 7K who's coming in for a point of damage, and he's mm -hmm. going to hopefully downgrade the quality of two cards in your hand. And if he didn't do a good mm -hmm. job downgrading the quality of the first card and you did draw a good card, the chances are much higher than when he picks that card mm -hmm. to get into your hand that you don't draw a second good card in a row, right? Or, or a second, like, card that replaces it in that exact way, if not yeah. better. So mm -hmm. people, I think, I, I see both opinions. I see people being like, this card's so good. And then I see people being like, this card's not nearly as good as just the three CPs that ain't, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, or the 2CP that gets haste that just takes the cards so that you can play them. I think it's mm -hmm. just a different Zidane, again, in a different mm -hmm. way. Um, he's just, he's good in, again, different ways. Um, yeah. And I, I think that uh, this will probably be very annoying playing against it. We shall see. Yeah. And then the uh, the other two just win fire cards real quick. I, I like the Vaughn in like a in the sense of like a good in like the Fran dot deck kind of shit where you can play the Fran, play the Vaughn, activate your backups that you just use to play the Fran, uh, and then just do something else. Um, I think the Vaughn's cool in that regard. That's about as far as I thought with it. He's a lot um, like Cater, where Cater was just like yeah, Cater was like the most boring thing ever, but technically was just good value in Firewind. <laughs> Like it's, yeah. like it's like that it's like cater 2.0 um mm -hmm. and cherokee is so i actually think these three are pretty good they're neat like yeah Cherokiki they're really neat. plays it, it just like the chibuki triplets it's mm -hmm. the final fantasy 11 group and it's a there's a fire one a wind one and mm -hmm. then this fire wind one and the whole thing is mm -hmm. like the wind guy he can tap to mill your opponent's top card. The fire guy can tap to deal something damage, like a ping damage, and then if mm -hmm. uh, it dies, he can RFG it. But then this yep. one, um, the whole thing is like basically you can play this card. It has this this field ability that lets Final Fantasy Eleven cards use their action abilities immediately. But mm. uh, you know, it's not there's not a whole long list of things that interact with that in this crazy way. In fact, it's a very short list. But mm -hmm. it immediately lets itself tap to basically summon the other two. So you play yep. this five cost, and then you tap it right away, and then, oh, I actually paid five for three forwards. So that's good for a couple mm -hmm. reasons, right? A, that's just great value for three cards. B, 
you're pulling them out of your deck so it searches for them and plays them on the field so you're actually improving the quality of all your draws you're thinning your deck mm-hmm. um the the Cherokee uh does enable some weirdo stuff like you know eshin tarls that four drop that you can tap to play return her to your hand and play a seven cost um mm-hmm. There, there's some synergy where you could, uh, you could star sibyl this in. So you just crack your sibyl, uh-huh. play Cherokee, and then immediately tap it to play two things out of your deck. Like, so uh-huh. there's a lot going on here. Uh, I don't know that when you get all this stuff. See, the thing is, if you have all three of them on the field together, there's not a win condition attached to that, right? Like, there's not a. Exactly. All right, now you're just winning. It's you have three kind of mediocre dudes who can do some, I guess, efficient trades uh, not really yeah, but like, like that yeah was fun. like yeah where do i go from here <laughs> exactly so um but if you look at this and you go well this Cherokee brings out that wind forward that takes the top card of their deck away with the zidane uh-huh. that takes two cards out of their deck every turn essentially by you know taking making them draw two um uh-huh. i start to wonder if a fire wind deck that actually just really attacks your opponent's resources from a different uh-huh. angle um, you know, think about back in the day when when Riku would just mill the top card of your deck, and, and it would just be like, "Oh wait, that's my Chantoto." Like, uh-huh. like you know, like just being able to attack their deck. Sometimes you don't have to hit the the best stuff. You just have to hit enough pieces that their shit's uh-huh. a little awkward. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think that that could be that, that might be a very real tricolor or color archetype. We'll see. Yeah. No, there's some neat. There's some really neat stuff there. Who knows? Like again, there's there's just a lot to tinker and toggle with. Um, a, another obviously good uh, dual element here is obviously the cloud uh, that we've mm-hmm. seen for a while. He just he just reads really really well. Like he ultimately you know ends up being a two or three for one at the end of the day. Um, you know, you drop in a fucking you know potential two CP nine K and just breaking two bodies potentially like mm-hmm. that's a that's a good that's a good trade in a lot of situations i mean that's the best trade in a lot of situations yeah i think this cloud is again he's just like generically strong in these mm-hmm. colors the one thing mm-hmm. the one drawback for him is that these colors aren't generically strong together correct uh, that's, so we'll, that's the we'll biggest thing holding him back yeah he is um like actually him like so so again gilgamesh and very here too are both like they're not insane by any means, mm-hmm. but they're also just kind of generically good. So I don't mm-hmm. know if there's enough payoffs in Wind Lightning besides like the Lightning Lid being a dual element payoff for multi-element mm-hmm. stuff. But if there are, uh, there might just be a super saturation of Lightning mm-hmm. Wind cards that are all... None of them are actually uh, like archetype specific. Even the three old ones, the Lightning, the Kunshira, and the Golbez, they're all generic. Mm-hmm. So you could actually just play six generically good dual element lightning win cards, and uh, mm-hmm. if there's a payoff that you can find there, that might be worth. So we'll see. Yeah, and then there's a world, you know, like we talked about this when this card was first revealed. There's a world where you could just slap one of those into an avalanche deck, especially now in a world where Billy Bob exists. You oh, got yeah. Jiro, you got Billy Bob, you could straight up play this guy <laughs> or just play if him you off wanted to, yeah. or play him off of Jesse. Like, yeah. it, I don't see you playing more than maybe a one of fun of of it, but you, you could if you if you felt like it, if you yeah. felt so inclined. And... I do like that he brings, uh, like, the seven cast to new colors. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then uh, as far as, like, you know, Fire Lightning goes, I think the Ishtol is fine. Um, it's just pretty good it for, like, seems... a self-hate. EX deck. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it, I mean, we just talk about, let's talk about the, the aggressive, uh, you know, elephant in the room, and that's the Fire Lightning 13. There's a world where you could play this in there. Um, obviously, it's fast. <laughs> I'm going to put Anima in Fire Lightning 13, maybe. Well, that, so that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so. I am too, which I don't yeah. think that card's any good, but Better it has the, the other... right category. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent. It's got the right category. It's got the right colors. Brother, and... that's not bad for two CP. And if that ends up being a functional, like mm-hmm. so, so he's a four CP nine K fire lightning. Mm-hmm. But you use the fang and reduce it by two. You pay one fire, one lightning. You play this nine K thirteen guy that enters the field. You take these cards out of your break so that you don't give a shit about in this aggro fire lightning deck and remove them from the mm-hmm. game. Then you're taking some cards off the top of your deck. Again, you're not worried because you're never seeing all the cards in your deck, right? If this guy ends up being a functional guts go for this, like that's one of the nice things about Magissa is that when you go super wide, super early with Magissa, you can put a guts go on the field with one of your early searches to hedge mm-hmm. against them resetting your board. Like, oh, we wipe everything. Okay, well, at least I get this refund. Like, yeah. when, when you hit the five with this guy, so, you know, it's basically cool. like he comes out, he's sitting here, you know, uh, at the very end of this turn, it'll be three. So it's like in two more turns, I'm drawing five cards and breaking all of your forwards. So now Anima is the most important thing to kill on the board. Well, great. I love having one more most important thing to kill on the board. Well, and also, too, keep in mind, in that deck, he's not a 9k. He's going to be an 11k. Oh, yeah, he'll be an 11. Yeah, and that's that's that, yeah. too. <laughs> he'll be that's strapped. That, that's, yeah. Exactly. That's uh, that's beefy. So uh, that that's honestly the card I like the most. I think that's it. As far as just, like, generic, it's probably the weakest yeah this but card is like, just getting a 2cp discount and doing anything yeah exactly um yeah i think that's cool but then uh john what, what we want to talk about we want to talk about these uh these fun category six cards let's talk about the uh can we the please ice water mod oh. six and rub i mod love six. Mod six. so we talked about him a lot in the last episode but mm-hmm. uh yeah it, it, I he's mean, as advertised yeah he's as advertised in practice yeah this guy's just great uh it, when he attacks he gives all the forwards you control first strike until the end of the turn uh yep. man that makes your life really nice when look at the power of mog 9k look at the power of another mm-hmm. dual element who comes to share uh the deck with him here shadow lord 9k mm-hmm. how about that brave yeti well, he'll be a brave and first strike AK Yeti that if he dies, uh-huh. Yeti Spaghetti, you can just shoot him into somebody. <laughs> yeti Spaghetti. Okay, if he dies, just Yeti Spaghetti. Well, shoot well, him right into somebody else. That's maybe the well, name well, of the episode right <laughs> yeti Dude, Yeti Spaghetti's pretty good. That's what I'm brewing, dude. I'm just, I'm here. Every deck I have has the Yeti in it. That's all I know. I'm well, yeti and spaghetti. what's so great, too, Choose whatever sauce is the fact you want. That... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Season whatever to taste. you want yeah season to taste and you know the fact that he can cost zero you're gonna play this guy in fire i mean I'm, i've got three of them sleeved up in my fire ice list right here yeah and what's cool about it that first strike that is really nice in conjunction with a save all the fire you, all your shit plus 2K. yeah uh yeah right. just just um really incredible keyword to give an entire attacking squad of, yes. of boyos yeah mm-hmm. even yeah, makes things fucking... like uh like lock you know can attack and not be as fragile if you've got a little damage or something to to sneak in all of a sudden you know zap, got you with my pimp blade first strike yeah and then the fact that again we're coming off this uh this terra back up now so you can very easily just play four category six backups just play this, oh, yeah. this free nine point just oh, to yeah. kind of hold down the fort for a second 
By the way, even playing this guy for two, uh, which is like, you know, the cheapest yeah. he can be but before he's free, is still uh-huh. a 2 CP 9k that like, oh, well, if I haste him, if he attacks next turn, <clears throat> you're uh-huh. in trouble. Um, and then he comes out alongside another 2 CP dual Final Fantasy 6 card in Realm, and it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, I don't know, man, Realm was always like hyper-specific about the monsters I had to play. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> The monster thing that she does has nothing to do with you. She just sketches a copy of one of your opponent's monsters if they have them in the break zone. No cost restriction. So, hey, watch out uh, if you're just throwing some big monsters in your deck. Think twice. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the second ability is just whatever summon you cast the turn you player is just doubled. And I mean, like, so yeah, everybody's like, oh, Sildra, search for four cards. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Everybody knows that's good, that's very, very strong, and that is absolutely incredible. But just like, uh-huh. even just look at it from a more normal, like, you play the Realm and she makes both of those cards, the Shiva and the Leviathan, free. How about uh-huh. you just play this Realm and then you cast a free double Shiva where you draw two cards and don't freeze two characters? Or, or forwards, I think it is. Or how about you use a free Leviathan where you put two forwards back in their hand and they can't play either of those <laughs> names next turn. And, and like, did you say the Shiva draws you, is going to draw you two yeah, cards Yeah, the off Shiva of that? draws two cards, yeah. And, and Or, you know, even just like Shiva's dot deck and like think about when you're casting like that mm-hmm. one CP Shiva and just duplicating, even though that's one CP, well, if you've got all the Shivas in the discard pile, it feels like a bigger summon and casting those twice, getting to the payoff amount on the Shiva and then paying it off twice is just so powerful. Imagine... You resolve that Shiva. It's what you dole freeze two characters. Your opponent discards two cards. You just yeah. double that. Yeah, I'll dole freeze all of your backups and forwards and ditch your hand, please. Thank you. Extend <laughs> the hand and go to sign yeah. the slip. Go to the next round. And and honestly, the cost of admission to presenting that is three CP. Yeah, right? it, it, I mean it's it's you have more to that. You have to build to it, right? You can't just do it right away. But you get to this mid-late game, and all of a sudden, like, yeah, there are some very real, efficient late-game payoffs for wood or for water, ice, six now, um, or even uh-huh. for three color. And and there's just a lot of exploring to do in the six cards that came out in this set, man. Uh, I'm yeah. very excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. Over the moon. Um, and then- uh, dude, big time. And I guess the, the last card we can talk about, we, we the Yeti spaghetti. <laughs> I love it. That's the best. Yeah. Um, but the Warrior of Light, we've kind of talked about before. It's our first quad element card. Um, yeah. I think he's neat. Uh, I don't really know. I mean, I don't know what where what you're doing with this guy yet. So he has haste for least... Strike Brave. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he can... <laughs> so he's, he's four colors, but you can only pay with CP uh-huh. produced by backups to cast him. So you either have to cheat him in, or you got to have uh-huh. a full rainbow backup setup going. And... Uh-huh. The second one is just a lot to ask. So that means yeah. you're looking in a world where you've got to be able to cheat in this Warrior of Light realistically, right? And yep. there, that's a lot to ask, too, because there's only so many cards that let you cheat in a 4-drop Warrior of Light. So it's like, now am I playing Soul and Crystals and trying to do that? Hit or like the Age? And it, it yeah. exists. It's there. Again, uh, there are some Warrior of Light fans out there, Danny Diaz, who are playing this <laughs> card, and they are... Oh man, they're they're gonna figure this out, and it's gonna be terrifying. Um, yeah, because he's got keyword just keyword salad to go with our yeti yeah, I mean, spaghetti well, over he, here. Yeah, and once you get your the backups down, and you get to this, I mean, the payoff is that like he comes down, he immediately reactivates all those backups, puts him you know replaces himself, 
and is going to be a terror every single turn from then on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's all about again if the if you can get to the setup part consistently enough and comfortably enough without getting punished for it in every game. We'll see, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of potential in this card. Yeah, and just uh, just, that kind of sums up the entire set. There's a lot of potential in this set. I can't wait to see what people start uh, what start working with. I mean, we got it might take a little more work than usual, but I feel like there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, which is funny because we were saying earlier that you know the first Materia Cup is a month away. We were like, oh, that's plenty of time. There's a lot of depth here, so it, it that that what we thought was plenty of time suddenly doesn't feel like that much time anymore. I can't wait to see what I, I think that this week is going to look a lot different from two weeks, from three weeks, oh, and then all of a sudden it's Florida, and uh, yeah, it's going to yeah. be a very exciting month. What a set! What a set to go into the Materia Cups with, man. Let's uh, yeah. you get to start this competitive season off with Final Fantasy VI, Chris. What happened, like? The, the planets lined up, man. Here we go. They sure did, and it's <laughs> definitely something that's on my radar, and there's know, so yeah. many different flavors to tinker with. So, like, I don't know, because, like, again, there's still so many, like, six cards and things that I haven't explored yet, like, you know, specifically that backup Edgar, which I think is really, really good. Yeah. I just have to I just have to jump off that cliff and not be afraid to not have the five drop forward in my deck anymore. But Just try it. I mean, you know what? Yeah. The worst thing is, like, you know what? Why don't I just try this the way that they intend me to try it? See if it yeah. feels better. And if it doesn't, you just switch it back. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's just a lot to play with. John, so yeah. before we wrap this up, I know we've been going for a couple hours here. Yeah, go ahead. Is there one, if you had a favorite card in this set, just first impression, one card, you're like, man, this is this is a me card. This is a card that has my name all over it. What card is that? Oh, oh my god! All right. So honestly, like the one of the, the card I'm most excited for is the Mog, mm-hmm. just because I've always wanted to play. Well, in general, Final Fantasy VI is my favorite mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, and the mm-hmm. Fire Ice Final Fantasy VI deck has never felt like my style, and I've just never yeah. had success with it or really enjoyed mm-hmm. playing it. I felt like I could never play my favorite guys in this game yeah. and, which is something that like doesn't bother me as much as most or as like not most but as a lot of people right mm-hmm. um i don't really mind so much what crew i'm playing with but mm-hmm. you know i i want to play lock and sellers and my you know my favorite mm-hmm. guys so the fact that six i've always kind of looked at ice water six and just uh, you know never ever been able to convince myself it was worth it enough as much as i tried time and time again to, to mm-hmm. you know shop it up but um, so I'm really excited for that Mog, but honestly, like, <laughs> what is a me card in the set? What is something that is, like, a really boring answer, but man, I'm gonna probably play this card on the table more than most of the other cards in this whole set. It's Tonberry. <laughs> it's Tonberry, yeah. man. It's Tonberry is a three of, goes, you know, right now, I already know how he feels and how he's good, and yeah, I love it. Love that. And you, for sir? me, honestly... Yeah. Well, I say for me, the more I, the more I kind of fuck around with it. Uh, it's it, honestly, it's Umaro. Yeah, he's good. Very, very good for the and six for I, the oops I, I, all six deck. Yeah. Well, not just that too, because you're playing, you know, possibly three sets or backups, three Terra backups, three Interceptor. 
when you've got that turn where you're like, oh, fuck, I just drew Interceptor Banana Sid. Oh, I've already got yeah. him in play. Yep. Well, let me fucking turn these in. Let me uh, let me boil some water and cut up yeah. some tomatoes. <laughs> All you have to do is just, just spaghetti drop, spaghetti. drop them in the pot and turn that shit into some Yeti spaghetti, That's man. what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. And, and the fact that, I mean, 8K is a good baseline to just break a guy, you know, break a guy. Yeah, um, and then sure he is. duels fucking Sabin, and then you have ways to make him bigger with fucking the you know a Sabin S or Cyan backup, make him a nine K swing, and then you know what? Fuck that, you're dead. Um, and even the turn, like, and even you can only use that during your main phase. Well, fucking attack with him, do a thing. Then in main two, just fucking kill a He's guy. He's so or... brave. He's so brave. Yeah, and then you can just bring him back in main <laughs> yeah. two, just have him locked and loaded for the next turn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think, think... Uh, it's really, really mm -hmm. cool. I love, like yeah. you said, that's the biggest part of the backups and six is you have to play all those named mm -hmm. characters. You have to because you need yep. the six character account. And then later in the game, you don't have any good way to convert those cards into something playable. That's always been well, a fire ice problem. Yep. Now and what's also really cool here, John, is you can discard another copy of Umaro to bring him back. Yeah. So you put you're another one in there. Just, <laughs> right. You're just you're just keeping you're just rotating those that those that, that those noodles, man. <laughs> just stirring the pot every you know a couple just minutes. Stirring the pot Stir every time. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it's just so cool. It, it's it, it's my favorite card in the set. Yeah. So he's neat. He's like a, he's neat in a kind of understated way. But I think, yeah, good Yeti. Yeah. Strong Yeti. He's just one of those cars that, like, he's cool when you're in. Like, oh, he does a lot of good stuff. But then, like, you start playing with him, you're like, oh, wow, that's a lot of fun. That's but really we're cool. Just, we're just up here in the mines of Narsh, letting our six that's pass right. show. That's all it is. Dude, that's right. You look, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> look, I just want to. Six is my favorite. I just want my little Death Touch Tonberry to be annoying as hell, dude. And then there's also a world too like if you're fucking around with like the the fucking triplets and you got them going just pitch extra copies to fucking bring oh, them yeah, back then use the fucking delta thing to bring them back into your hand or whatever you know yeah. whatever the fuck oh, he, plays look, on the field. he plays it on the field but you put the yeah. lightning one on the field <laughs> to get one back into your hand which you know what i mean like there's just yeah. some really neat shit there's like just... we finally are in a world for the six decks where like there's mm -hmm. so many unique cards and different mm -hmm. names and different things, which we have always been struggling with, man. The fact that they yeah. just gave us like three brand new unique names that do cool stuff in the colors. They gave us mm -hmm. a new Amaro and he's kind of been, you know, always like, I guess I'll use this one. Like Amaro has big yeah. snow energy where you just pick like one that seems fine at the time. Like and you try yeah. to convince yourself you really like it. Like it never mm -hmm. feels great. It never feels like this is definitely the one. This Amaro does, right? He's the like, one. He's the one. We're finally there. Yep, we did it. But right. uh, well, that's it for us. I'm just, man. Yeah, man. I'm it's excited to just mark. dive in, <laughs> <laughs> get back in the kitchen and cook up some more uh, Yeti spaghetti. Oh, speaking of, dude, I, I I gotta go get some some kind of brunch or brekkie here. Fuel that oh, brain for that. some deck building. That's right. That's right. Well, friends, that's all I got. Yeah. Johnny, thing. Any other parting words, or anything you spent? That's it. No, I mean, get out there, you know, start digging for gold, and it's out there in them there hills, and I cannot mm -hmm. wait to see what you guys, uh, with those creative minds, bring to the table this Wednesday. See you there. Oh, baby. See you there. Well, bye Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 